Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. Streets of Union City. Dear nighttime radio. Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey, no. Welcome to Wednesday night in New Jersey. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5 is the number, and you'll be using it a lot tonight. We got Trevia, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. We've got four packs of tickets to see Disney on Ice. Presents Find Your Hero at the Cure Insurance Arena on March 16th. A good time will be had by all as you get tangled with Rapunzel as she dares to explore the world outside of her own. Uh, man, you would not believe the day I had today. Uh, my, uh, my sons are in high school, Lennon and Albert. And I'm in Roosevelt on a bike. I do an exercise bike. I do 30 minutes every day. And it's important to me that I do the 30 minutes, you know. And I ain't getting off that bike for 30 minutes. I don't want to hear it. So I'm on the bike for about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. And I get a text from, I get a text from my son, uh, Albert, who's in school, mind you. And from in school, from, uh, from in school, I get a text from Albert who says to me, uh, what's happening in Roosevelt? And I'm like, well, I text him back. I don't know what. Apparently, there's a bomb threat. And there's cops in the street down Pine. I don't know. That's what I heard. And I'm like, from where? And he goes, what do you mean from where? I'm like, where did you hear that? And then he tells me, uh, one of his friend's mothers. I'm like, I haven't heard anything. When did you hear that? And he's like, just now. Look down Pine. Look out the window. And I'm thinking, I ain't getting off this bike. And now it's like, now, now you know, what a great excuse if you're not dedicated, that you want to get off the bike. Oh, well, I would, I would love to finish this 30 minutes, but uh, there's a bomb threat. So I stay on the bike, and I'm thinking to myself while I'm on the bike, well, let's see, uh, how far could a, a bomb could hurt me, right? What's the odds? You know, if it's a nuclear bomb, probably, but that's not happening, right? So I stay on the bike. I do the 30 minutes, take a shower, go outside. And I am telling you, if you go on NJ1015.com and you look at the story that uh, Dan Alexander was kind enough to share a byline on, uh, you will see just how much firepower they had uh, in Roosevelt. Or maybe you won't. They used like two pictures here. Uh, I gave them about 30 pictures. Okay. Take my word for it. There are pictures. Tons and tons of pictures. Uh, but I'm telling you, they had, well, what happened was, long, what happened was, uh, a woman, a uh, really sad story, and a woman who was uh, facing eviction, a uh, woman who lived down the block in a, in a, in Roosevelt, some of the houses are attached. Two completely different houses, but joined at one point, like one wall they may share or something like that. And a woman living in an attached home with uh, about 30 cats uh, actually was facing eviction today. And rather than be evicted, she turned on the gas, lit a match, and blew the house up. 
killing herself. And uh, fortunately, there was no one in the other house. But the neighbor's house is totally destroyed. She comes home, and I spoke with her as well. And Emma, and she's got nothing. Her and her daughter. Uh, it's a really, really sad story. And the the power that they brought, they had fire departments from as far away as Perth Amboy, just layered all the way up through the streets of Roosevelt. I mean, the, the house was on one end of town at Cedar Drive. The fire engines went all the way up to like 571, which is about maybe a, half, a quarter to half a mile, just on top of that, they brought in SWAT trucks. SWAT teams were brought in. On top of that, of course, there were police cars. Uh, I've never seen so many trucks in this town. And the blast took place, I think, around noonish. But this was going on for hours. And uh, News 12 was there. Chris Keating was there. Channel 4 was there. Channel 2 was there. And uh, all the neighbors were out. And we're all waiting you know, to, to get the word, you know, the, the press conference with uh, the state trooper was a very good guy. Uh, but it's just, it was just an incredible day. It was an incredible day of, like, running around, sneaking around, trying to get pictures, and then, uh, you know, then actually waiting around. Uh, State Police uh, Lieutenant Lawrence Peel uh, was the one we spoke with. Uh, you know, he gave us the story. Uh, as a matter of fact... Uh, what I want to know from you at 1-800-283-101.5, it's a, again, really sad story, but what's the biggest event that ever happened in your town? Or one that you witnessed, or one that you were a part of? You know, this is one of those stories that everybody who lived it today is going to be telling future generations. They're going to, this is going to be the story, at least of the summer. But has any kind of big event happened in your town that you were either a part of or not a part of or heard about or maybe something that happened on your street? This happened down the block for me. And, you know, all the neighbors are out. Everybody's, you know, and, and the gossip that goes around. There's so much backstory I could tell you, but I won't because I really don't have it confirmed. It's all neighborhood stuff. But what is the biggest event that ever happened in your town that you either witnessed or were a part of or heard about? Because in Jersey, there's so much, so many different stories, you know. Um, today, I, felt, I found out what it felt like to be part of the news. You know, and you see those guys with the camera crews, and you see those, like, you know, 30 to 60 second inserts that they do with those two-minute storylines. And watching what happened and watching the way the story was put together, how quickly, it's astounding. You know, and in order to get those few minutes, there's a lot of waiting around that goes on. Uh, but has anything ever happened like this? In, not, not so much like this, but anything big ever happened in your town? Just throwing it out there. And if you go on uh, nj1015.com and you read the story that Dan Alexander wrote, uh, it's again, it's really sad. It, it's sad that it had to happen like this. It's sad that it had to end this way. Uh, JCP&L cut the electricity to the neighborhood. New Jersey Natural Gas shut the gas off while firefighters from several surrounding towns from Monmouth and Mercer counties extinguished the flames. Fire was brought under control about 1.35. State fire marshals said uh, two firefighters were also injured. Uh, just 
I don't know. So it's so you would figure something like this wouldn't have to happen, but it did. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Tell me, uh, tell me something that happened in your town that you were a part of or you know about. You know the story that gets uh, sent down. Do you know anyone who's being held back from uh, what they want or need to do or had to stop doing things altogether because of pain? Have you heard someone say, I don't do that anymore or I can't because of my hip, knee, foot, back, etc.? If pain is holding you back, you can do something about it. You need to go to Trinity Rehab. Does this sound familiar to you? I went to the doctor. They gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills, told me to follow up in a week. Well, Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. And no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Walsh. So you know there's one near you. For more details, Visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. This best traffic point five, New Jersey 101.5 is hitting the streets. Join Big Joe Henry at the 50th Annual Belmar Lake Cuomo St. Patrick's Day Parade this Sunday. Bring the whole family, join in the fun. Parade starts at 12.30 on Main Street in Lake Como. Look for Big Joe Henry in the New Jersey 101.5 Big Yellow Van at the parade. See you Sunday. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Tragedy in Roosevelt. The woman uh, faced with eviction took her own life and blew up her house as well as that of her neighbors. The detached home. 30 cats were also lost. Uh, what's uh, Give me something that happened in your town. Steve's in Delaware on New Jersey 101.5. Steve up. Hey, good evening, Steve. I don't know if you remember, but back in uh, 1975, uh, across the river in uh, Marcus Hook, PA, at the uh, BP oil refinery, there was two ships that had collided, and it was a, a massive explosion. A lot of people had gotten killed, and uh, it literally lit the river up for about about a week, I remember. Specifically remember, 1975. I don't know if you remember really? that. No, I don't, but really? Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, they were loitering or offloading um, in the river, and a, a little ship had collided with this larger ship, and it was a massive, massive explosion. A lot of people had gotten killed. Wow. And, uh, and you were there? In the river. No, it was the, the next town over. I was sleeping at the time. Right. And I heard it not, almost knocked me out of bed. That's how loud it was. Really? Okay. So it was that loud? It, 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 was, it was loud, and it shook. I thought it was an earthquake initially, but uh, I was back in 75, and it was pretty, uh, it was pretty bad. How about that? You know what? That That's yeah. an amazing story. And just the fact that you were that close to it, you know, and then you hear about what went over, you know, what went down over there. And, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was, it was was phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, it was something else. Yeah, Steve, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Let's go to Laura in Medford on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Laura. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? Good. So um, it wasn't my town specifically, but I was working a couple towns over at a restaurant. Um, okay. It's closed now. They replaced it with chicken and pieces to call, be called Champs Restaurant and Bar. Okay. Anyway, so I was a server there. I was in my, like 18, 19 years old, and there was a busboy there. And I don't know if I should say his name, but um, 
he had committed a couple murders. Like, really? he had sexually assaulted a woman, and then he had murdered, I think, two, maybe three other people. Anyway, the, the way they found him was because I guess he was smoking a cigarette right. before he assaulted this one woman. And they went and, like, looked and found the cigarette, and that's how they were able to patch his DNA together. So he was wow. a at our... Yeah, it's crazy. So he's a busboy at the restaurant, right? And we're and everybody knows, like, that this is happening. Like, there's this killer, like, on the loose kind of thing. And his brother was actually a bartender at the job as well. Anyway, a girlfriend of mine who went to school with him, because I think maybe he was still in high school, maybe a senior or just graduated. Right. This girl I worked with, she was a host. She goes, hey, Chris, will you walk me to my car? Because my mom's all bugging out that there's this murderer on the loose. And it was him. I mean, he didn't do anything to her, but... Just, it was insane. Like that's scary. You know, <laughs> that's like know. chills. That's, <laughs> yeah, really wild. How about that? That's a, you know that's like a movie. That should make that. That's something you can make a movie about. Oh yeah, definitely. But he was just a skinny little like quiet kid. It, it really just you know I don't know if he had like childhood trauma or something that caused it, but. Yeah, really, really weird. You always hear that. He was a quiet man. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, in the aftermath. Laura, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, you wake up in the morning, you think it's going to be a normal day, and sometimes it's just not that way. A woman in Roosevelt took her life. She was being threatened with eviction. She lived in a home, an attached home, with about 50 cats, 30 cats. And uh, at one point, I heard she had said that the cats are dead. And then she turned on the gas. And, and again, like I was saying, she, she took her life. She blew up the house. And the amount of power that was called to Roosevelt in the way of fire trucks, utility trucks, PSE&G trucks, uh, police cars, um, SWAT mobiles, SWAT teams were brought in, guys with gigantic guns. And, and this one guy, uh, my neighbor, is walking around and he what's the big deal? And he kept saying the name, you know, it's, uh, you know, and he just kept saying the name, but it's just her, it's her, it's her, and she's, she's not, and, and he's like, you know, it's just, uh, and, and, and the more he's saying it, the more cars are coming and the more fire trucks are coming. And a lot of the firemen, you know, there were firemen that were down there fighting the blaze, or I guess there were a lot of backups going all the way up to town who were basically there, I guess, in case something happened. But 1-800-283-101.5. Give me something that happened in your town. Big event that happened in your town. A newsworthy event that happened in your town. Uh, that you were a part of. That you were there for. That you've heard about. That's been passed down to you. You know, I, I, you, again, you watch the news and you see these guys, these reporters running all over the place to cover the story. And uh, today, you know, every now and then you're there. And it's one thing when you're there for an entertainment story. It's one thing when you're there for the pizza bowl story. It's another thing when you're there for an actual tragic event, like someone taking their own life. Let's talk to uh, Debbie's in North Hanover on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Debbie. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What so, happened? before Disc 6, when, when that whole scenario happened, we were fairly new to the area. Right. Um, and we lived by McGuire in Fort Dix. Right. And actually, we had, I mean, we enjoyed the restaurant that allegedly these um, delivery drivers were from. And, you know, when it all came out that they were planning on bombing 
Fort Dix because they had access to deliver right pizza and stuff. It, yeah, that was that was crazy. Now you were you were that close to them? Um, I'm within five miles. Mm-hmm. Right. So now the Fort Dix, the 2007 Fort Dix attack plot involved a group of six radicalized individuals who were found guilty of conspiring to stage an attack against U.S. mercenary and U.S. military personnel stationed at yes. Fort Dix. Yes. And, yep. and they they did they they did it through a pizza delivery business that they owned, and I mean they delivered. You know, like I said, I'm within five miles of Fort Dix. Wow. Uh, maybe not even five miles. So um, what was it like? You know, what was it like uh, when it was all going on? Well, it was, everybody was obviously apprehensive. Like, um, we don't want to order pizza from anywhere. We don't <laughs> want to go anywhere. We don't get yeah, the kids in school because our schools um, school a lot of base children. Right. Um, you know, they, they come from all over and, sure. and it, it was just, it, it was, it was just very uncertain and unsettling, um, obviously, but that was, that was really something for, for this area. Yeah. yeah. It's like a shroud over the town. You don't know who to trust. You don't know what to believe. And you're constantly worried about something. You know, that something else could happen. I get that. And especially when you had kids in school and we were going still in the lockdown phase, like at some point, you know, the, the schools could be locked down and we wouldn't know anything as parents. It was, it was, you yeah, know, that was. You know, what's funny. Like you just say that. And I'm thinking about today. I'm in, you know, I'm in Roosevelt. And I don't know what's happening. I'm inside. My sons are in high school, and they are texting me pictures because one of the one of their now one of their friends who goes to a different high school is getting the pictures texted to him from his mom, who's sending them to my kids. And my son's like, "Dad, go outside. Go look out the window. What are you, Cannon? What are you talking about?" And they're sending me pictures of helicopters and fire engines and police cars, like right outside my door. And I'm like, "Nah, I'm not getting off the bike. Nah, I'll do it later. I'll go check." But it's like this is where this is the world we are. Just saying that back then you don't know what to do and you don't know you don't know what's going on with your kids. Meanwhile, my kids knew more than I did and they were someplace else. Right, right. But that was that was a big wake up thing for me. Um, that happened close or, or actually in my town because I'm actually a Wrights Town mailing address, even oh, though wow. I live in North Hanover. Can you believe that was sixteen years ago? No, 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 I can't, because uh, I could call it like it happened yesterday. Yeah, I get that. 1-800-283-101.5. It is 7.30. Now, the latest New Jersey news. New Jersey weather brought to you by Wendy's. Wendy's homestyle French toast sticks are so good, some are saying they're better than their mom's French toast. Perfectly crispy on the outside. Perfectly fluffy on the inside. Perfectly perfect in every way. Try Wendy's Homestyle French Toast Sticks today and see if they're better than your mom's. Let's talk about my mom. 1-800-283-101.5. Tough day today in Roosevelt. The woman uh, locked herself uh, in her house uh, facing eviction, turned on the gas, lit a match, and... uh, and it was a big deal all day long as uh, all kinds of uh, police and fire department and SWAT teams and PSE&G were there. Give me like a big event that happened in your town. 
or what's the biggest thing that happened in your town that they still talk about? Maybe you were there when it happened. Sonny is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Sonny. Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Sonny? I'm doing well. I actually pulled over to talk to you because I have a whopper. All right, go ahead. I, I, it's amazing, but, you know, sometimes bad dates in your life, you try to forget the date, and I, I can't believe I can't remember it, but I think it was September 19th uh, uh, when Hurricane Floyd hit. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Yes, yes. I lived in Boundbrook, New Jersey at the time. I raised my family there. We were there for 24 years, but when that happened, I was dead asleep, and at 6.30 in the morning, my now ex-husband wakes me up, and it's his cousin Dan who called us to tell us. He goes, are you guys okay? And we were like, yeah, why? And I sleep like a baby, so I had no idea what was going on. Right. In the meantime, there was helicopters. There was every news media channel was in, in Boundbrook, landed at the football field. The downtown was literally under 19 feet of water. Wow. And it was just a downtown area, but it really devastated downtown. I mean, it took a long time, you know, for it to come back. And it's a one-mile square town, so it really oh, yeah. got it, you know, butt-handed to it, if you will. Um, it, it did a lot of devastation. But I remember the sirens, every, the police cars, the National Guard, I mean, everybody just swarmed in on Boundbrook. It was insane, and we made international news. How about we that? heard about us in London and stuff. It was <laughs> And that town yeah. is so small. You know, that, you know, cause we, I, I do shows at the Boundbrook Theater, and what a crazy town oh, that is. It? Yeah. Yeah. What a crazy town that is. It's a little town. It's a wonderful town. I still yeah. miss it. I'm out, I'm out in Tom's River now, but, like, that's a huge event that I remember, and I had so many great friends there. I still do. And, you know, we all band together to help all the people that were displaced downtown and the, the high school is being used as a shelter. And, oh, my God, I spoke Spanish, so I became, like, an interpreter. And, like, wow. people were sending, like, bags and bags of clothes from, like, everywhere. And it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was mayhem. That's great. You know, when, like, when things like that happen and everybody comes together. You know, yeah. that, that's the best part, when everybody comes together and, you know, and helps each other. And that's, those are the kind of bonds, the relationships that are formed, you know, for the future. And, you know, friendships that made that can last a long time because you remember helping each other. Oh, definitely. You've never seen a town, a town come together like Boundbrook did at that time. It was incredible. The camaraderie and the love that people showed each other was, I could cry thinking about it. You wonder, like, why Why doesn't it last? You know, if, if only it could just keep going. Right, <laughs> that, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, thanks for the call, Sonny, to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. So um, what are some of the things that have happened in your town? Major events. Uh, like I said, today, if you go to nj1015.com and you look on uh, the first story that pops up, it's a tragic event of um, a woman Rose in Roosevelt, where I live, blew up our house. Uh, the house was full of cats, and uh, she was facing eviction. She didn't want to go. She turned on the gas and lit a match, apparently. I don't know how, but somehow she ignited it. And next thing you know... Uh, it was a, an explosion taking out not only her house, but the house that it was attached to. So in her neighbor, uh, her woman, uh, you know, a woman named uh, Emma Quackenbush, I think her name was, uh, ended up, you know, she, she wasn't there at the time, but she lost everything. 
the house is devastated, it's demolished. And uh, it's sad when things like that happen. So there are things in your town that have happened. What are they? What are the things that you've lived through that you remember, that you talk about, that they still talk about in your town? Alex is in Morristown, a New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Alex. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm fine, but I, I thought this would uh, would be uh, one for the ages. Um, there was a kidnapping many years ago, uh, early 90s, late 80s, of an Exxon upper executive called Sidney Riso. Right. And he lived in the convent station portion of Morris Town Township. Right. So, um, and I lived uh, in that neck of the woods also. Um, a friend of mine happened to be uh, the Morris County prosecutor, a guy named Michael Murphy. Right. Um, his his father was Justice Hughes, Governor Hughes. Right. Um, anyhow. Um, Governor Hughes, like Richard Hughes? Yeah, that was his dad. Wow, okay. Now we're going back to the 70s, right? Well, yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, I had been um, in the Essex County Prosecutor's Office in the mid-80s, and then I went to the Attorney General's Office. But now I was in private practice, and I was handling cases um, that were uh, in federal court, uh, when the federal public defender, they needed, like, they had a conflict or they needed two attorneys, right. I would get the other uh, case. So I was in the federal courthouse in Newark alarmingly regularly. Anyhow, uh, one of the guys I worked with went down to the AGs, and he uh, is now the current Morris County uh, prosecutor. His name's Bob Carroll. Mm -hmm. So... Bob Carroll, who was in the AGs at the time, the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office, and the lead person was uh, Prosecutor Murphy, Michael Murphy. Right. Um, and so this goes on for a month, and, like, it's headlines around the world, because this is, like, the top, top guys. In he was an Exxon executive. And he was kidnapped in his driveway. Edson uh, headquarters was in um, a Florham Park uh, area. Right. Of, uh, you know, Park Avenue. It's, where, it's nearby where the Jets training camp is. Right. So yeah. what happens? Tell me. So, so what happens is, you know, they're looking, they're looking. They get a break. Right. I'm in court on a federal defendant, and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose in the federal courthouse, and they bring in the couple that kidnapped him to bring him in front of Oh, the really? Strip. Oh, yeah. So they brought in the couple who kidnapped Sidney Riso. Right, what happened then? Be there in front of a different magistrate or judge. Right. So they bring in these this couple called the SEALs. S-E-A-L-E. -E. Right. Husband and wife. They kidnapped him for money. Right. And, um, and they kept saying that he was alive, yada, yada. Well, 
three days into the kidnapping, he died in a storage locker oh, that they had God. him in. Did they get him? Did they get? A, did they go on trial for murder? Oh yeah, they both went down. But oh. every year, mm-hmm. the group, you know, Mike Murphy, Bob Carroll, who's the current Morris County prosecutor, and these these are people I. You know, Every year they get together and they remember when, right? They 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 uh, memorialize the anniversary of that case because law enforcement at all levels spent you know a, a good month trying to locate who did this and where Sidney Riso was. How about that? Alex, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Give me something that happened in your town, something famous, crime, or something, a tragedy that you were there for. Dennis and Judy. 1.5, Steve Trevelyse. I got Shakira right here. All right. Uh, is coming up at 10. Music, movies, television, New Jersey. New Jersey 101.5. On NJ1015.com, I asked the musical question, if you were leaving New Jersey... But you wanted to go someplace that reminded you of New Jersey. Where would that place be? You can go check that out. And uh, also, Bruce Springsteen for kids. That seems a little scary, right? All right, everybody sing. Spend half your life just a covering up. <laughs> End up like a dog that's been beat too much. Everybody. I mean, come on. Forgets. Uh, but we got the story on there. You go see Springsteen. You can see uh, Springsteen for children. Uh, I want to talk about this, though. We got to try this maybe next hour because I didn't have much time to do it last night. Uh, the kids, that the, the groups that your parents turned you on to. I kind of like that. But right now, uh, this, like I said, this is how we spent my day today. Um, on the streets of Roosevelt with a whole lot of fire engines and police cars and SWAT teams and uh, PSE and G people and you name it, they were there. And it was all because a woman uh, was facing eviction. And, and this is a, this, this woman, you know, we all knew her in town. She would always walk around. She had a lot of cats. My sons knew her. Uh, you know, they felt bad when they heard what happened. Uh, but it, w- it was like, you know, the, there's a lot of quirky people in my town, as there are in many towns. You know, and, and there were, again, it, it, it's got character. But um, anyway, so apparently it got too much for her. She was facing eviction. And rather than be evicted, uh, the cats all died. She... Uh, basically turned on the gas and ignited and blew the house up. And if you go on nj1015.com, you can see the story that uh, Dan Alexander wrote, and I fed a lot of, I fed him a lot of information from being on site and talking to as many people as I could. Uh, not easy. You find out what it's like trying to get information. Not easy. I, I have tremendous respect for those uh, TV reporters and journalists that are, are on the scene and just trying to get stuff out of people. Uh, but, has anything like this ever happened in your town? Have you ever been on scene when something was going on? What was that story? You know, the time that you were there, when something big happened in your town, your city, whatever, you were there. 1-800-283-101.5. It's, uh, you know, it's really sad what happened today. And the perspective you know, and like I said, you know, you talk to the neighbors, you walk around, and I, I know everybody. And just the stories that you get. 
And, you know, and it's like, okay, well, in the news, you know, it's a New Jersey woman fighting eviction, blows herself up in a house full of cats. In reality, we all knew this person. You know, uh, and she, uh, you know, moved about the town. She had cats. She was kind of quirky. She would go past and feed my neighbor's dog. Uh, you know, and like I said, the one neighbor is like, what are you guys doing? It's only, you know, and he would name the person. Uh, I mean, what the hell? The name was Judy. You know, it's Judy. What's the big deal? Well, today was a big deal. George is in Weaversville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, George. Hi, Steve. Well, back when I was living in Flemington, we had the Flemington cat lady. She lived in her station wagon. Wow. This was about 20 years ago, and it was all full of newspaper. You know, a lot of really bright people come unraveled. She was like a retired college professor. I think on The Simpsons, that cat lady was like that. Right. Anyway, it was all full of a very mangy-looking cats with, you know, pus running out of their eyes and, and garbage. And, and the social services people finally persuaded her to get a place to live, so they set her up at uh, public uh, expense in in the Flemington Arms apartments. Right. And the, the smells that were coming out of the apartment from all the, uh, uh, the, the neglect and the filth and everything, they were finally forced to evict her, and she ended up in the mental institution. Oh, and when man. they went in, and, you know, she passed on, but uh, when they went in the apartment to clean the place out, they opened up the freezer, and all the cats were frozen. Oh God! In Flemington. Oh man, that's a that's a story. She used to get on the Flemington trolley in a raincoat, uh, all covered with cat feces, and uh, you know. Eesh. You just wonder, like, what what gets people to that point, George? Ted's in Kendall Park on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Hey, Ted. Hey. Steve, uh, only back in 1984 it was the uh, the Freehold Raceway fire. I remember that uh, when the ra- when the racetrack burned down. Yeah, and, and you- my dad my dad worked there, but he was a judge. I called him up to tell him it was on fire, and he said, "Yeah, right." I'm like, <laughs> "No, I'm serious." Oh. And uh, I was working at a Perkins Pancake House at the time on Route Nine, uh-huh. and I remember staying late with the owner of the place, and we were just. Filling vats and vats of coffee for the firemen fighting the fire. That's a memory. Yeah. You know what? And, and you were helping out. How about that? Wow. I remember that freehold yeah. fire. Yeah. That was that was really bad. Ted, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Christine's in Pine Beach. Hi, Christine. Hi. How are you? Good. How about you? I'm good. Um, I grew up in Montville, up in Bergen County. Right. And um, when I was a kid, I had a paper route for the Bergen Record. Uh-huh. And the, this lady down the street from me, she was the drop-off point for the papers. And on a Sunday morning, I went there with my bike to pick up the papers to deliver the Bergen Record. And we found out that Harry, the oldest son, had murdered his whole family. You picked up the paper at Harry Delaroche's house? Yes. Oh yes, my God. I picked up the newspapers. His mom was a wonderful lady. She was very involved in town. And she was like the drop-off point. Like the, the Bergen Records van came to her house. Mm-hmm. And she stacked up all the papers for us kids to deliver them. 
Now, Harry Delaroche was an 18-year-old college student when he slaughtered his family members while home for Thanksgiving, a crime that is considered one of the most horrific in the state's history. One of the victims was 12 years old. Wow. Wow, Christine. 1-800-283-101.5. Jersey Radio. This is an awesome topic. New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, 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 Steve Trevelis. We'll be talking till 11 o'clock tonight. Trevi, you're coming up at 10. Music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Go to nj1015.com. Check out uh, check out my many po- my many posts. Uh, the Special Meet the Balls, named the best balls in New Jersey. Johnny Special, who... Uh, Lived a few blocks away from me in Union City. He's now got award-winning meatballs. The Jersey places to move to. If you were going to leave New Jersey and more people leave in New Jersey, oh, my God. We are the third worst state for evacuation, uh, according to Allied Van Line survey that was taken a few months ago. So people leave in New Jersey like crazy. Uh, but if you were going to leave New Jersey and you don't really want to go to some place that's unJersey like where are those Jersey-type of places? that you would move to, you know? Uh, I would imagine you'd want to go, I, I would imagine I wrote the blog, but just the idea, and I, and, you know, I crowdsource, I told, I have a, a huge like Facebook and Twitter following as well, and uh, I always reach out and ask, uh, because, you know, when, when a critic writes something, you know, the best steakhouse in New Jersey, according to a guy that, get, uh, that gets paid to eat there and gets a free meal. Yay, we love him. Right? He's our food critic. Okay, good for you. Uh, the best place in New Jersey, according to people who pay to eat there and who willingly go to eat there, well, that's got a little more credibility for me. And uh, what I do is I, you know, a lot of times put these uh, questions out on my social media following and take the ones that, you know, get a lot of response and throw them in there. Uh, so you get an idea when you read them that, you know, this is what people really like. And one of the posts I put up, uh, Eddie Testaban, that he was on last night, and we talked about this, you know, uh, the music of Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen for kids is coming to the vocal. And my first thought was, you know, I kind of laughed a little bit thinking of some of the Springsteen lyrics and I could see kids singing along with them, you know. Uh, so... You know, spend half your life just to cover it up. Come on, kids. Born in the... No, I can't say it. But they're doing it. And, and and Eddie came on and talked about how it's a really fun thing because, you know, like they'll do 10th Avenue Freeze Out and uh, in the middle of the song, they'll stop playing and they can make a game out of it, dancing in the dark, turn the lights out, things like that. Uh, so it's really cool. And the interview is on NJ1015.com. And I started to do this last night, but then we had the split, so it wasn't enough time. So I'm thinking I'm going to try it again. Again tonight and Rob Brown is in here my producer hi you know who are the bands you know what the, like when you go to a Springsteen concert you see people of all ages I mean think about this it has been like when you hear someone come home now from a club oh my god it was so cool I was at the Wonder Bar tonight and Bruce jumped up on stage there's been three generations of people who could say that mm-hmm right you're how old? Twenty three. Yeah, I'm twenty three. Your grandfather probably went to a bar in the seventies and saw Bruce Springsteen jump on stage. 
Yeah. I'm not saying he did, but when you think about it, the percentage is high. Well, I mean, if your if your grandfather was over 17 years old in 1970, chances are he saw Bruce Springsteen play. And your parents, like if they're in their mm-hmm. 40s or 50s, chances are he, they saw Bruce Springsteen jump up on stage. So when you hear now about Bruce Springsteen showing up in a club, he's been doing that a long time. And when you go to the shows, you see so many different age groups there. You see, you know, your grandfather and your father and your friends. And you'll see kids. Same thing when you go to an Elton John concert. Or you go to a Paul yes. McCartney. Or you go to Elton John. Did you go to Elton John? I was gonna. I was supposed to go see Elton John with my whole family. Like, right. you know, parents, even like my younger brother was going to go right as the pandemic hit. And we did not go at all. But it's an event. But it's an event, like you said. Right. So what I want to do, and my sons uh, were taught the Beatles at the age of one. They were, you know, I was on, I was riding the bike, and I had a video of all back then, a video of all the Beatles songs, and I would work out to it. And my two little boys, one year old each, in their diapers, were standing in front of the video, and they're dancing back and forth and watching the video, and uh, maybe three years old. And as they got, you know, as they got into it, I realized really liked it. I said, "Hey guys, you want to see this?" And I showed them the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. And I showed them, like, and, and those things had the entire show with the commercials in it and everything. Really? So they'd be like circus acts and Topo Gigio the mouse, and they got off on it. Then I showed them Hard Day's Night. And, you know, with them running around, being chased all over. The, you ever see Hard Day's Night? You should. Uh, great songs, you know, in the concert at the end. And uh, they'd sing She Loves You, and Lennon would call it Ya Ya. But Ya Ya. Beatles in Color was Help. Beatles on the Bus was Magical Mystery Door. But they learned about the Beatles through me. Uh, so what I want to do here, and there's so many kids who became fans of classic rock. There were kids who were 13, 14, 15 years old wearing Pink Floyd t-shirts. They love Pink Floyd. I want to know, what is the music that you got turned on to by your parents? You know, that they brought you into that world. Like when I was a kid, there was a, you know, we had what was called the generation gap. And uh, my father was, uh, you know, Sinatra. And I was, uh, you know, Beatles, Zeppelin, Stones, you know. Uh, and the two generations kind of clashed. What's that, what's that garbage you're listening to, for lack of a better word? What are you listening to? But yet, later, you know, uh, as I got older, I realized just how great Frank Sinatra was and how great Dean Martin was, the King of Cool, and, and Bobby Darren, and I started really liking that stuff. Uh, so I want to know, 1-800-283-101.5, give me the bands that you were turned on to by your parents. Mike is in Jackson on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, Steve. Yeah, so uh, I was brainwashed at an early age by my dad and my mother, mostly my dad, you know, GPS right. FM 101, listening in, in his car growing up. Harry Harrison. Yeah, exactly. And so I loved all the music from the 60s and the 50s. And the, my first concert was the Beach Boys. Really? The Garden State Art, the Garden State Art Center in like right. 1982. Right. And, you know, I just remember like seeing kids there my age at that time. You know, now, almost 40 years later, my daughter's 20. Right. And she has the Beach Boys on her Spotify playlist. And... It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's ageless. Know. It's ageless. Yeah. And now, how old were you in 1982, Mike? Like 10. 
All right, so you were 10 years old, and you go and you're hearing them sing songs like Help Me Rhonda, Be True to Your School, Wouldn't It Be Nice, right? I mean, they translate to kids. Get around, uh, I mean. Fun, yeah. fun, fun, till daddy takes the T-bird away. As, as a 10-year-old as a kid, you get that. God only knows the greatest song of all time. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're, they're, I'm so excited. I have tickets for the See Here Now Festival in Asbury this year. And they're playing. They're because the Beach Boys are going to be there. Yeah. And uh, the band that I think that currently does it, uh, the Foo Fighters. You know, obviously mm -hmm. haven't been around as long as Beach Boys, but I remember going to them when I was 22 years old, seeing them before their album came out. Right. Now I'm going to shows and I'm bringing my daughter and she's there with her friends. It's, it's pretty cool. I love that, it. That, that's great. That's the passing of the baton. Your dad turned you on to the Beach Boys, a band that he found, and you're turning your daughter on to the Foo Fighters, a band that you found. That's what it's all about. The circle of life, my friend. Circle <laughs> of life. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Carly Scott, hold on. 1-800-283-101.5. Give me the bands that your parents turned you on to, no matter how old you are. Give me the bands or the singers that your parents turned you on to. And you ended up liking it. It wasn't like you were dragged, kicking and screaming to the show. And I can't believe they made me watch it. No, no, no. I want the ones that you embrace and still embrace. 1-800-283-101.5. You're in the market of flipping homes. Robert Tukansky of Remax First Advantage will help get your newly renovated home sold fast and for the most money possible. Mary Ellen renovated a home in Somerville. Had so much fun doing it that she decided to sell it and do it again with another home. She connected with Rob's team who put their world-class marketing tools to work in only eight days on the market. There were six showings, multiple offers. The home sold for $429,500, which was $14,500 over the list price. Mary Ellen got a great return on her investment and is eagerly anticipating the next project. Robert Tukansky has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Rob's multi-million dollar marketing strategy and experience negotiating attracts the best offer from those qualified buyers. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Tukansky at 855 that's 855-350-1015 or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com or Google robsellsnj and start packing. Here's fast traffic. 1-800-283-101.5. The bands, the singers that you were turned on to by your parents. That's how you discovered them. And it wasn't such a bad idea. Turned out you liked them. How did you uh, come to know them? Were you uh, strapped in the back of the car seat as they were driving around listening to the radio? Did they actually take you to uh, a concert that they went to to introduce you to the music? Or did you just uh, pick up on it because you heard it so much uh, on their 8-track tapes? Uh, Carly's in West Orange on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Carly. Hey, Steve. How are you doing? Good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. So I have a great story for you. Go ahead. I was a... Flower girl in a wedding at five years old for my first cousin and her husband. Right. We happen to be good friends with the uh, Clarence Clemens, the original from the E Street Band. Yeah. And that's the way that I became a Bruce groupie. Uh, the E Street Band played at my cousin's wedding when I was five the, years old. Get out. The E Street Band played at the wedding. <laughs> yes, they did. It was uh, minus Bruce, uh -huh. but I mean, it was. 
good enough to make me a Bruce groupie for sure. Who's saying? If, they, if Bruce didn't sing, who's, who's saying? No, it was just, you know what? That, I think, <laughs> Must have been pretty desolate. A, a lot of instrumentals, I guess, right? Oh yeah, I mean it was just awesome though. Well, now, did you did they did they play with you? Did they pick you up? Did they dance with you? Oh, did yeah. you? What was it like? Awesome! And then uh, I was on stage at one point. Um, I went to a Bruce concert after that. I got brought onto the stage when they would do what? Uh, Dance in the dark. Would say with the kids and stuff. Oh, how about that? How about so <laughs> yeah. so so now? Did you so you got to meet them also as you got older? Yeah, as I got older, a little bit older, but you know what? Um, Bruce is an epic, epic person to watch on stage. So he really is. He is a little kid. Uh, you know what? And you were taken aback at, at five years old, and you still love Bruce oh, yeah. Springsteen and the E Street Band. Oh yes, I do. Absolutely, a Jersey born. That that that's what you know. That's what it's all about, Carly. That's great. Thanks for calling New Jersey one hundred one point five. Scott is in Jackson on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Hi, Scott. Hey, what's up, buddy? You are <laughs> same thing. Right. Robert Elvis, Sinatra, Bobby Darren, love them all. <laughs> you know now. How did now? How did you find out about him through your parents? Right. Well, my father worked for General Electric. And of course, he had the patroller and everything. And the every patroller. Saturday night, the patroller. The patroller. Right. You know? <laughs> okay. Did he have the dog next to the speaker, right? What was the Remember that? Her master's yeah, voice? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a piece of furniture. Uh, yeah. That's what it was. With the television, with the TV uh, and the stereo and the whole thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. The top flipped open. Yep. Oh, yeah. But if you. Dance too close to the records, they skip. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then you get that <laughs> when you start. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's what I knew till I was 10. <laughs> wow. So now, you so you were turned on to Elvis, and so your parents liked Elvis and Sinatra. Oh, yeah, well, my father liked Sinatra a lot and Elvis, because, you know, but my father also had, like, seven years, eight years on my mother, you know? Right, well, that's good. But, uh... Yeah. Good for your father. So so now when you so did he did he like did he ever take you to a show or did he turn you on to the music? Did like uh he teach you about him? No. <laughs> well you're just like I like this music. But we heard it twenty four seven. You got the car and the eight track went in. There you go. You know what I mean? So wherever you went, you weren't getting away from Elvis or Bob nah. Darren or I mean, I can see I sing every freaking song. <laughs> now, what was your favorite music? Back then? Uh-huh. It was really that. So I was about 10, and I heard Leonard Skinner. <laughs> yeah, that's a little far. That's a little further away from Elvis and Sinatra, but it was good. Great time. Yeah. I was very 10 at this time, you know. So I was starting to get some good music, you know. Zeppelin, The Who, Stones. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know Jersey guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. You know what? A lot of that, you know, a lot of Zeppelin, the Who, that came from Elvis. You know, and Elvis got it. And, a lot you know, of all blues. Absolutely. All blues and you know what was funny is my grandparents took me to Great Adventure in '76 right. to see a concert. Now they're old school, so the next, the next thing I know, I'm like, "Who are we going? I want to go on rides." It was Johnny Cash. In Jackson, New Jersey, at Great Adventure, wow. and it was general mission, and we were right there. Oh my Before God! Long, we played Ring of Fire. That's what he caught my attention. You are a lucky man. Yeah, but it was awesome. That is awesome.
Scott, that's great. How about that? Johnny Cash at Great Adventure. Uh, Bob is in Woodbridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Bob. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How about you? Good, good. So my my mom was born in the 40s, and, and I was born in 65. So when I was a teen in the mid to late 70s, she was uh, playing lots of Beatles stuff, and more, more specifically, she was a George Harrison fan. So she right. played, like, at that point, his solo stuff was out. So she used to play a lot of that stuff. Right. And uh, she had a lot of, she still was, like, a big Dion fan. Like, so from the 50s, she brought that. And used to play that stuff nonstop, which kind of like got me bit by the music bug, you know. So I loved that stuff when I was younger. And then heading into the 80s, because I just loved all sorts of music from that upbringing, right. um, I became like a metal guy, right? So like, you know, the, the early 80s was the beginning of the metal era, you know. Oh, yeah. I used to go see all those guys when they came out, Metallica mm. and Megadeth and all that stuff. And so my three sons, when they were kids, they got it all. They got everything from Dion to Megadeth, and they all became music junkies. And now we all go to see shows, and they turn me on to bands. They're like, hey, Dad, check this out, new, this new band or that new band. That is so cool. Yeah, so it's like three generations, and it just kind of like went full circle. And, and now my kids turn me on to stuff. So. And you know, it's a, but it's an understanding. You know, it's an appreciation your mom had to give it to you and you had it from there. Not everybody gets that. Like my old man, if I tried to play the Beatles, my old man, he just wouldn't get it. You know? And, you know, this is what's great. You ought to listen to this stuff. And he was right because I love, you know, later on you learn to love Sinatra, Elvis, and, you know, all that. It's, it's such a blend. But then, like, you know, you share that with your parents and then you turn and now you and your children you and your kids share the love of music only with different bands yeah 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 you get bit by a bug or something man and and you just like like if you if you love music you just like explore it all right so my kids are in their early 20s and they could they can like answer every music trivia question from the 50s to today you know because they just love it right so if it's good music it's good music right yeah you're right carl's in woodbridge on new jersey 101.5 hey carl Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing all good tonight. What's your band? So, um, so uh, I, I heard the topic, and I want to call in all the time, but I thought this one would be perfect. I'm glad. So growing up as a growing up as a child, uh, uh -huh. I would go to my father's house every other weekend because my parents would split. Right. And my father would always play disco dance music all the time: sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. And he played it in the car, he played it at home, and I really took a liking to it. And uh, even to this day, I can say that the Bee Gees are probably in my top five favorite band slash artists, even though there's all this new music that has come out since that time frame. And it's funny how, you know, technology has evolved to the point where my father used to record songs on cassette tapes and play them in the car. And then I would burn him CDs so he can listen to that. And now he's at the point to where he finds these disco dance remixes on YouTube and he's just jamming out every weekend. So it started as a childhood thing. And then once we got old enough to hang out and drink with each other, we were still finding ourselves listening to disco dance music, the Bee Gees, Donna Summer, Prince, all of it. But I can honestly say that the Bee Gees are probably still in my top five favorite music artists of all time. It shows you just how great that band was. 
you know, and what incredible voices and incredible arrangements that, you know, they, uh, they, they got so good that they actually suffered for it because for the fans, they got too good. And they had to start writing songs for people under assumed names so they could continue to get the music out until they could be accepted again. But, man, what an incredible choice. Carl, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Did I ask you the bands that your parents turned you on to? Yeah, I gave you Led Zeppelin last night, but I just thought of another one. When I was in uh, junior high school... Uh, my dad turned me on to CCR and I was, oh. I loved Credence. I listened to it all the time. And every now, like, I, I've got all their music on my, uh, on my list. And whenever it comes through, I just remember, like, I just think of my dad, you know, like introducing me to CCR. And they just got the music, Fogarty just got the music back. Oh, After really? 50 years, he can now play his own music again. Wow, really? He wasn't playing, because I knew it he was toured a solo thing. a yeah. lot, but he wouldn't even be able to play any of that? It was a court thing. It was a wow. big battle that went on forever. You ever have a band called Hanoi Rocks? Of course, of okay. course. Uh, I was watching one of those heavy metal specials on mm. Rails TV, yeah. and I didn't realize, you know, the, was it the drummer died? Uh, the drummer was in, he was in the accident, I think, with Vince Neil, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, was he? Uh, I'm pretty sure. But, uh, what happened was, uh, they had a song. That's, that's eventually what drove the band. They broke up. It just, it all went away. Mm. But they had a big hit with a Creedence Up Around the Bend. Oh, really? What I didn't know they covered that. Check it out. What an incredible arrangement. Mm. 831. Now the latest news. Brought to you by Optimum. Optimum Business gives you fast, reliable, secure internet, speeds up to one gig, and built-in cybersecurity, so you can go farther with everything you do. Call 866-218-2913 or visit optimum.com slash business today. Steve Trevelace, 1-800-283-101.5. Springsteen for kids coming to the Vogel. You can take the little ones to see Bruce Springsteen. Turn them on to the boss. The way you learned about him. How did you learn about him? What were the bands, the singers that you learned about through your parents? What were the bands, the singers that you passed along to your children? 1-800-283-101.5. Let's get Ben in Willingboro on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Ben. Hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? Oh, pretty good. I can't complain. It's early. I, growing up, my parents introduced me to like the Motown song. Right. And uh, listening, my father was big in the doo-wop, so, and I had a singing group, so he said, the best way, if you guys are willing to learn good music, you have to go back to the roots of hip, of, uh, of uh, good old street corner harmony, so he learned persuasion, things of that nature. Right. And then my mom was a, was a nurse for a long time. She worked at Method Lee's Hospital, and Jackie Wilson was there after his stroke. Really? To meet him, to see him when he was there in, in Methodist. You got in to see him? Yeah, I was about eight years old. Oh, man. What was that like? Um, it was cool because I understood it because right. my parents, you know, they me and I understood Jackie Wilson, the Motown sound. He was an amazing performer. And, you know, um, my mom was like, I'm going to take you to see somebody. And she stuck me and she was, she was, well, she was a manager, so that kind of helped her. She did the maneuver things and got to get me in. But it was amazing to actually see him meet him. Right. And, um, you know, it's an, it's an amazing story. To tell. <laughs> what a sad story. You know, he was such a great performer. He was, you know, he was amazing. What incredible. And he, so the Latin Casino is where it happened. Was it 75? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. Yes. And you're still a Jackie Wilson yes. fan. 
Yes, I am. Big time. Big, big Jackie Wilson fan. And, um, like Motown, the whole Motown sound and all that stuff. So, um, and my family was in the pleasure to be around great entertainers like Sam Cooke, people like that. Oh, my God. And Sam Cooke's another one. Family. And my, my family knew him, and he actually used to attend church and things with my family. He really came in town. Your family knew Sam Cooke? Yes. I do not believe the stories of how he died. Yes, I don't believe it either. But <laughs> I don't, you know what? We could spend a couple of hours talking about that. But a whole yeah, other topic. <laughs> a whole other topic. But I get you, man. A huge Sam Cooke. You, you have great taste in music, my friend. Great taste in music. I owe it to my parents, and this is a great topic. And, you know, and the kids of today don't understand the glory that we got having our parents gave us such jewels yeah and you know what we were lucky to grow up at a time when we had the jewels to give them and they had the jewels to pass along to us i think our children gonna have a little trouble (laughs) what they got to their kids except they did they're trying to bury the past without the past is their future absolutely ben thanks for the call to new jersey 101.5 great calls so is this sal is in somerset on new jersey 101.5 hey sal Hey, my good man. Say, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. Always good. I got one for you, and I don't know if it's exactly fitting in, but it's a good story. That's good. So, growing up, my father, you know, senior Don, he would go and do his rounds, whatever he did during the day, and then he'd come back and he had to listen to his albums. And they were, you know, the tenors, you know, some classics, opera, and, you know, you didn't disturb him. Anyway, so he had to listen to him in this order, one after the other. Right. But one day he goes out and buys this another, you know, opera album, comes home, opens it up, and it's not opera. It's like Marky Mark's band from way back Get then. Get out. You know? No, I'm not kidding you. It was in the wrong cover. And to that day, for the rest, it got its play. Then after the other, you have the opera uh-huh. coming in, the three tennis, and then you Then Marky Mark comes on. <laughs> And he's still, you know, you don't mess with Tina Donald's band, you know. How about that? And he, now he didn't. He didn't turn you on to it. Now what did he turn you on to? Well, actually, he did. I did get a sentence of appreciation for it. I really did. And you should. It's, it's really good. And you have to kind of just get in that mood. And of course, you, oh, know, you get lost in that mood. When you get in that mood, you get lost in the music. Yeah, well, you know, you had no choice. That's what you had to listen to. Otherwise, you got a pack hit. Yeah, know? right. Exactly. Exactly. That's one way to get you into the music. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Joe is in Wall on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Joe. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. How you doing today? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing well. This is a good topic. So, yeah, um, my dad, my mom, but my dad, he played guitar. He taught me how to play. Right. Um, you know, back in the day, I think my first song that I learned was Dueling Banjos. You know that one? Dun, 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 dun. Deliverance. So, you know, back then you didn't have, uh, you know, YouTube to watch. You had to pay attention to your father, figure out where his fingers are going. Right. So what I did is, you know, you'd get like a cassette tape, like a blank one. Right. You know, and it would come with a sticker, the long sticker you put across the top of the tape. You'd write down what was on the tape. Yeah. But it also came with those little square stickers. It'd be like one, two, three, four, or ABC or something like that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. So I, I would put them on the fretboard underneath the string that I needed to, to oh, hit. That's pretty know? smart. So I, <laughs> that's pretty smart. I don't, that's, I don't know if that's the preferred way. But. Well, yeah, I don't know that Yngwie Malstein's doing it that way, but it's pretty good for you. I mean, it ain't bad. Oh, wow. So, I like that. Bands, my, my first concert was uh, the Beach Boys. Right. At, 
Waterloo Village um, in Warren County. I don't know if you ever. Yeah, I know Waterloo Village. Oh, I think I saw the Everly Brothers there once. What a great place! They had the old village. You could go yeah. to the blacksmith and stuff. Yeah. So, so now, so you know, all kinds of good stuff. He turned you on to the Beach Boys. Oh yeah, the Beach Boys, uh, Sweet John B's. Like you know, he taught yeah. me how to play that one. Uh, Johnny Cash, the Highway Men. Well, Johnny Cash is like that train, right? Well, the Johnny Cash music just sounds like a locomotive that just keeps turning to kachoon, to kachoon, to kachoon, to kachoon. I think that was the first one, yeah, uh, that he that taught me how to play about the, you know, the train. Nice. Yeah, Kenny Rogers, Spanish Harlem. Who does Spanish Harlem? I, don't, I can't even. That know. was uh, Spanish Harlem, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Aretha Franklin, right? Oh, Spanish Harlem is the Drifters. No, on Broadway is the Drifters. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's the Drifters. Yeah, and uh, I think Aretha does it as well. Yeah, but yeah, I know probably a couple people. Oh, you know, it's been covered. It's a classic. Joe, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Okay, I can get you on if you call right now. Give me the bands, the singers that your parents, that you learned about through your parents. They may not have taken you under wing and said, Junior, this is, you know, these are the Beatles. No, but just like from listening to it, from being subjected to it, you started to like it. Or maybe in a situation like on Sunday when kids will be taken to see Springsteen for kids by their parents, that your parents may have said, hey, you know what? This is, this is my music. This is what I listen to and it's so good for me i want to pass it along to you uh can that be done today 1-800-283-101.5 working tonight Wait five. all right jeff paul's in this house he's uh going to be helping out on the trevia music movies television new jersey new jersey 101.5 back from conquering ohio that's right was in ohio he was in ohio that's right four dead in ohio but he was the one who was live and he killed he was great i killed in ohio you did Big in Ohio. Had to go halfway across the country to get a standing ovation, but by God, he got one. That's right. Nah, he always gets a standing ovation, Jeffrey. So, all right, uh, Rich, hold on. Springsteen for Kids is coming to the Vogel on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's where parents could take their children to introduce them to the boss, music of the boss. Who were the bands or the singers, the musicians that your parents turned you on to or that you learned about just from being in the car, in a little car seat, while the music was playing and your parents were loving it? It was all country music. It was, really? Yeah, it was Johnny Cash, like front and center all the time. My father loved Johnny Cash. He had the Johnny Cash playbook, you know, the music book. You know, he played guitar to Johnny Cash. Really? It, yeah, it was um, Glenn Campbell. Um, it was Roy Clark. It was, you know, it was real. And you embraced it. Yeah, because, you know, it was it was live, real music. Mm -hmm. I, I remember we went to the Grand Old Opry, and you would go see those guys play. And just like sometimes, like the finger picking. Really? And, you and, went to see these guys? Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Roy Clark was amazing when he guitar. He was. Remember the Odd Couple episodes? Of course. They would just show, he was the guy who would show off with Exactly. Guitar. But again, you talk, talk about bands like... Uh, dire Straits and guitar players like Clapton and Mark Knopfler, they are influenced by guys like Roy oh, Clark yeah. oh, because yeah. of, of that style. You know, that style, like in Sultans of Swing, Roy Clark was playing that in the 60s. Wow. I saw Eric Clapton. Uh, I was fourth row at the Spectrum. Eric Clapton and Mark Knopf was on the left. <laughs> and Knopfler is almost nervous being next to Clapton. And Clapton, you know, played the first song, whatever it was. I think it was the hit at the time. The second song was the, in the way that you use it. And the third song, he was in the white room. He throws his head back, and you are taken to another level.
and just watching him play and watching Knopfler, just being on stage watching him play, even Knopfler was amazed at how great Clapton you're was. Talking to, you're talking top ten guys. If you want to watch a great clip, watch Dire Straits at the Nelson Mandela concert with Clapton on stage with them and watch them trade licks on Sultan's A Swing. Wow. It's about a ten-minute version. It's one of the most beautiful versions of, of any song you'll ever hear. Amazing. Rich is in Red Bank on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rich. Hey, what's going on? You are. I am. Uh, in the early and middle 60s, riding in the car, right. uh, I was uh, 12, 13, and my father used to play WNEW AM. Oh, Ted Brown and William B. Williams and those guys. So popular music from the early 50s through the... 60s prior to rock and roll was on in the car all the time so i developed an appreciation for all those artists nice nice and you passed that along to your kids right uh, actually you know what i have a grandson who is 14 now he gets in my car and he puts on uh serious he puts the 40 station on 40. Wow, the 40s that's like fast sinatra seriously sinatra yeah, right? like tommy dorsey tommy dorsey like, like that, and he likes the big band music. And that's even before your time. Peter's in Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. Hello, Peter. Hello, Stephen. I am a great uncle again. Again, congratulations. Thank you. And what will you be turning your little, is it a niece or a nephew? It is a girl. Oh, a girl. And what will you be turning her on to when the time comes? Turn her on to the Fleetwood Mac and, uh... The Beach Boys. There you go. The Can't go wrong with Beach Boys. And who did your father turn you on to? Frank Sinatra. Good choice. Bocelli. Bocelli. Pavarotti. Oh. How about Dean Martin? You did. Dean Martin? Dean Martin, too. Mm -hmm. Sammy Davis Jr. Paul Anka. Oh, Paul Anka. Ah, Paul Anka. My way. The right, oh, the my way. But before that, he was a rocker. He uh, he wrote Diana at 15. Yeah, insane. And Buddy Holly saw a picture of Paul Anka and said, I could beat that guy. And uh, Paul Anka actually wrote the last song that Buddy charted when he died. It was called It Doesn't Matter Anymore. And Buddy and Paul were on tour, and Buddy said, Paul, Buddy knew that in his mind, he, he was, that this rock and roll wasn't going to last. He had to get to Las Vegas. And he went to Paul Anka, and he asked, you know, can you write me a song? And Paul Anker wrote, it doesn't matter anymore. And Holly was going to record four songs at Carnegie Hall uh, with a full orchestra. Uh, True Love Ways, Raining in My Heart. I forget what the other one was. Wishing. And he runs in at 4.30 in the afternoon. He gets the song for Paul Anker, runs in and tells the band, we got to do this one. And he did it. And he did it all in like one night. And like two weeks before he died. And when Holly died, it doesn't matter anymore. Was uh, was the song that was on the charts? That's an amazing story. What did? How much did Paul Anka get paid for My Way? I know he got paid for My Way, but I know that he wrote it tonight. He got nothing. Nothing. I didn't know that. He did, he did it. At, the story was he's in. Fun. Wait, wait, wait. Tell it after. Tell, okay. tell it. I gotta take the break. Tell it after. All right. It's uh, coming up. Uh, coming up. We got the Trevia, the headlines and Trevlines, and uh, give me the bands that your father and mother turned you on to. 
Jominsky and Doyle are now available on demand. Shut up. I swear to God. That's ridiculous. Weekday afternoons, Jominsky and Doyle are on New Jersey 101.5. But now you can listen to them anytime and anywhere on demand. Is it a big deal? Is it fun? Or is it just like silliness? Subscribe to the Dominsky and Doyle show wherever you get podcasts. Or go to our free app and click the On Demand button to hear the show. Hey, Doyle, get on that radio. Dominsky and Doyle, now available on demand from New Jersey 101.5. WKXW Trenton, WKSW HD. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. All right. Jeffrey Paul is here. We're getting ready for, uh, I got you wrong mic on. I turned there on three. Go. There we go. Now I got you. All right. We got uh, headlines and treblines coming at midnight 30. Trevia coming up at 10. Music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. And a uh, four-pack of tickets to see Disney on Ice presents Find Your Hero at the Cure Insurance Arena at March 16th. Our hero will be in here, Gemini, in about 30 minutes, I imagine. I thought we were going to get Tara guy in here. I figured, you know. We were, I was at Jeremy, uh, Gemini's house for dinner, and Luigi was there. Luigi makes an incredible tiramisu. Okay, a little tiramisu right now would hit the spot. I know, right? I brought the coffee. Oh, man. And, and he's like... Perfect. And he's talking, and he, it's so good that he makes it, and he sends it out to like half the shop rights in New Jersey. And he's like, I want to come out of your show. I want to talk tiramisu. Yeah, bring, it, bring it down tonight. He's got the story, the tiramisu story, the backstory of how it was invented, the whole thing, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to come. Yeah, you got to come. I don't need the whole I'm, history. I just need a slice. Just want a slice. <laughs> I'm on food here. <laughs> and uh, I text him tonight, you bring in Luigi. Well, Luigi texts me. He's coming next week. <laughs> so uh, next week, we shall have the tiramisu. So this week, uh, we've got a void. And uh, you were telling me now the Paul Anka story. Yeah, so the way... When Paul Anka wrote My Way, what happened was Sinatra calls him up. They're in Florida. You know, they're, they're, they're there. You know, just happens to be a coincidence. They're both doing shows. And Sinatra says, hey, meet me at this restaurant. Okay? After, you know, he does his show. Anka does his show. He meets uh, uh, Sinatra in this back room of this restaurant. And uh, Sinatra says, hey, look, this is pretty much going to be like my last go around. I'm going to be leaving. You know, I'm going to retire. You know? I'd like for you to write me a song, you know, just like a farewell song, just kind of like a, to put like a bow, a nice little 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 ribbon on my career. Right. Anchor goes back to New York. A couple of weeks later, he writes the song, and he sends it to Sinatra. Sinatra then calls him up and says, "This is what I did with it, and it's it's my way." And he goes, "How much do I owe you?" And Anchor goes, "It's my gift to you." Wow. What a class act. That's right. Do you know that... Well, he still tours, Paul Anka. I saw him. <clears throat> you did? I saw him the last two times he came around. When was the last time you saw him? It was last year. Still got the voice? He still got the voice. He's in his A's. He's covering Prince. He does Purple Rain. Does he really? Yeah. Oh Since Prince God. died, the last two times the same, he does that. Do you know Tom Jones is 80 Touring this year. Touring this summer. He had, the, two years ago, he had the number one album in Britain. At 80 years old. I think he's a, a judge on Britain's version of The Voice. Is he really? Yes. He still got the voice. He still got the voice. He but, had pipes in the 60s. My God, man. Was there like a more of a, of a superstar than Tom Jones? The last, 60s, 70s? At, the last 15 minutes of the show, when they would have the, the camera be on the microphone, Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tom Jones. And you see the hand grab the microphone, pull it out, 
and then all hell would break loose. Now, do you remember, I, I know you're going, because you remember everything. Do you remember the Tom Jones show? I think it was on Sunday nights. No, it was on Friday nights. It was on ABC. That was the, that's what I mean. This is Tom Jones. called This is sure? Tom Jones. Absolutely. I sworn it was a Sunday night was show. A Tom Jones. And he, and he always would start Sullivan off with Sullivan was on un, Sunday nights. He would start off with It's Not Unusual. He started with It's Not Unusual, but it was a Friday night show. Oh, that. Yeah, because Sunday night was Sullivan. Nobody messed with Sullivan. I you know what, because I, rem- I thought it, here's the reason why I thought Hold it was on. Sunday. Do you rem- look I'm at gonna, it? I'm going to Google it now. Yeah, I think I, I may be right here because. I think it was the same night. Do you remember there was also a comedy show called The Copycats? And it'd be Rich Little, George Kirby, uh, Marilyn Michaels. Do you remember this show? Frank Gorshin. Like, we're talking like real old school Vegas style comedy, and they used to do impressions. The show was called The Copycats, and I thought they kind of like were on the same channel on the same night. I thought it was either Channel 5, Channel 9 in New York. I'm trying to find like when, like what night. If anybody remembers, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. I uh, this is Tom Jones was the series. If Greg Manos is listening, he is, he, he would be a guy who would know this. Called, this is Tom Jones. They, well, they're selling the episodes. Uh, damn it! I'm I'm telling you, it was Friday. I'm, I believe it was. I, I'm almost positive. I remember it was Friday night. Well, Friday night on because well, yeah, you had didn't you have like Planet of the Apes? was on Friday night. Uh, you had... Mm-hmm. See, I see, Friday night, I don't really remember so much program. I remember Saturday It's all on YouTube, but they're not giving me the freaking dates. Hold on. Uh, Put in, oh, hold on. I know how to find out. I know how to find orig- out. Original, original air date uh, and station of This Is Tom Jones. And I think you're right. That was the title of the show. Wikipedia. So I'm going to go to Wikipedia because it's going to tell you the first step. Because Wikipedia is right? always right. For a bit. Oh, you're going to start that in, right? <laughs> <laughs> original release date, uh, Fe- Did- February 7th, 1969, uh, till January 15th, 1971. Does it give you the network? It gives you ABC. That's what it was on. ABC? So what it was day? On ABC. Whatever date, February, go look up what day was February 7th, 1969. February 7th. What day was February 7th, 1969? Feb 7th. 69. 1969. Uh, the, the, I mean, the, I I, I, well, I'm an idiot. I write uh, 67. 69. Okay. Or February 7th. Okay. I, I'm looking at, I got, I got all this fingers. here, but it's not telling me the actual date. I got every episode, but it's the first episode was February seventh, nineteen sixty nine, and uh, and uh, to ah uh, wait wait hold on what's that? It was okay. Oh, man, it will tell you everything except for but that. The, uh, hold on, and then I go back into Google. But it's great radio for people. <laughs> yes, because the number one song was Crimson and Clover, Tommy James inside Shondells, Half as Nice by. I'm in corner, who nobody knows what that is. Um, what day of the week was Friday? Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. What day of the week? Are you kidding me? We, I, this is insane that we can't find it. Come on. It somebody. was a Friday. There we go. Here, here, February 7th, 1969. Yeah. It was the 38th day of the year of 1969, the Gregorian calendar. There were 327 days remaining until the end of the year. The day of the week was Friday. Folks, thank you don't. Very much. Mess Thank you very much. Trevelys when it comes to this stuff. Oh, I thought I was good with the Don't mess with Trev. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what was I going to tell you? We got we to do something now. All right. 
It was 40 years ago yesterday that the last episode of MASH aired. Wow. 40 years ago, the last goodbye was uh, with, uh, with MASH. Was MASH a show that jumped the shark? I don't think it ever and, did. And if it did, when, when did it do it? I don't think it ever did. And the reason is because it, it completely changed in the middle. It went from a comedy to a dramedy. And that's where the word came from. And they were able to, they, were able, they got a new life. Well, you had a couple of major character changes. Right. You know, when McLean Stevenson leaves and Harry Morgan comes in, right. that's a little bit of a different dynamic. When but they, Larry the Linville leaves and the other guy comes Charles in. Charles Emerson Winchester. Winchester comes in. That's a different, uh, different dynamic as well. But it was the same. Like, here's the thing. So it starts out. I didn't like when it was the dramedy, by the way. Remember the, remember the episode where, where Hawkeye is having an episode? Right, and he thinks that you know he it's, he thinks it's um, a kid, and it was a, a chicken. That was the final episode. That was the last one. Yeah, that was well, it was unbelievably it, it was deep. That was a, they ended it with a movie. Or, or the, the way the way they killed off um, Henry Blake. Yeah, do you was, know how that happened? Brutal. Here's how they did that. See, why do you have to do that? Because they were trying. The idea with Mesh, they had decided that every when they did the show it was in the deal that every show had to have a scene in the operating room you could not forget that this was a war and war sucked and this was bad and there was gonna be no happy endings in this so it was all about how bad war was so when mclean stevenson goes in and says i want to leave and he wanted to leave because he thought the show was going to be about him. He wanted more of a role. Wayne Rogers thought the show was going to be about him. He wanted more of a role. But it was about Alan Alda. But it change. was about Alan Alda. So what happens is uh, they decide, you know, what if he dies? What if we kill? They never kill the main character in any TV show. What if we killed him? And the way they did it was the entire, uh, you know, they, they shoot the final, they shoot the whole thing. At the end of the rap, just before it's over, they walk in with one more page of dialogue, and they pass it out to everybody. And none of the character, none of the actors had seen it, and now they got to enact it. And it starts off. They're in the they're in the operating room, and they're panning across. And Radar walks in, and Alan Alda, Hawkeye says, "You know, if that's my discharge. Give it me, Radar. I can take it." Radar is physically broken up, and he says, um, "Lieutenant Colonel Henry Blake's plane crashed over the Sea of Japan." Um, there were no survivors, and everybody's stunned. And you see, as they pan around the room, right? Lieutenant Colonel Henry Blake's plane crashed over the Sea of Japan. It spun in. There were no survivors. Those were the lines. And as the camera pans across, you see people on the set crying. For then they realize now what's happening. Uh, the last scene that they pan is Alan Alda next to Wayne Rogers. And as much as they're being hit with his news, they can't stop working. So they just continue to operate. And that was the last time Wayne Rogers appeared on MASH as well. You know what's great about that, too? But wait, wait, tell me. I got to hit the break again. All right, we'll be right back. What's your favorite TV series finale? Here's Fast Traffic. 101.5, hitting the streets. Big Joe Henry, the 50th annual Belmar Lake Como St. Patrick's Day Parade. This Sunday, bring the whole family, join in the fun. Parade starts 1230 on Main Street in Lake Como. Join Joker Big Joe Henry in the New Jersey 101.5 Big Yellow Van in the parade. See you on Sunday. 
Alright, 1-800-283-101.5 Steve Trevelis getting ready for Trevia Music, movies, television New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5 Also, we're talking about MASH, your favorite TV finales The bands that your parents got you into Meg is in Doylestown What's up, Meg? Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, how about you? Good, thanks My parents got me into Engelbert Humperdinck Engelbert Humperdinck. Big fan of Jeffrey Paul, actually. I'm a big Engelbert Humperdinck fan. What's your favorite Engelbert song? the loving. Uh, this moment in time. This, ooh, that's a good one. What was that, 1979? Yeah. Did he also do Please Release Me? Please let me Release Me, yeah. Let Every Me. Every divorce guy's uh, so, main the song. Yeah. He, uh, him and Tom Jones were the two. That's right. And your yeah. parents got you, how did they get you into it? Well, they got me the album and... I love the songs. Yeah. They were just so good. Yeah, and you did, know what? They still are. Did you ever see him live? Yeah, but I think twice. You How know, was he? Young man. Oh, he was excellent. Nice. And his son, I watched his Christmas special on YouTube, and his son sounds just like him. How about that? How about that? Yeah. I like. You know what? I had the chance to interview him. Uh, a couple a year, yeah, I think it was a year or two ago. He was coming around, oh my. and they asked me if I wanted to, and I said yeah. And then I, whatever happened, it didn't happen. I think maybe he bagged it, or uh, you know, he's eighty something years old, but he was coming around, still and it was around? like, do you want to talk to Engelbert Humperdinck? And I'm like, of course I want to talk to Engelbert. As a couple of years ago, he was still touring. Yeah, he still got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's good one, Thank Meg. you so much, Steve. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling. So are you talking about Mish? Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying this, that story, what you said, could never have the impact today because of the Internet. Yeah. Because it would leak out. So <clears throat> it, would, it would get out there. And once it gets out there, everybody would have known with it. You would have the tabloids kind of like blowing it up. That was the great thing about TV in the 70s. There was still some type of mystery. Well, before the internet. Exactly. And it was, you know what? It's the same thing that ruined radio for music jocks. Because when I started, and it was called album-oriented rock. That's right. When I was a rock jock. Uh, right. When I was a rock jock on WISP, when I first got there, the jock, well, I came at the end of where the DJs picked the music. So you walked in, there was a wall of albums, and you picked the album, your songs, that you, and that's what made your show. That's what made you different from everybody else. And what happened was, like in those days, because there was no internet, we, the record guys, they'd get in the elevator at MMR and YSP, they'd call each other on the payphone, okay, it's 7.30, we're gonna bring, we're just gonna bring our new album up the elevator now, so they get it at the same time, God forbid, one station gets it before the other, I could tell you stories for the next four hours about how that happened, but, uh, you know, it was all about, we were the music, we were the info. So now the album would come in, we would have the, uh, the uh, you know, we would have the fresh album that nobody else had, we had the liner notes, we had all the information. You wanted to know about these bands, you had to go to the DJs. And when they would call you, you know, do you have, we're going to get the new Genesis album, it's coming any day, we're going to get, you know, Van, I was the first guy to play uh, Hot Girls in Love by Loverboy. Great song. Uh, there was a uh, Empty Garden uh, by Elton John. But the thing is, just the the thing is, now, 
It's all out there. Instead of the, the they come to you, you know, for the new music, they come and the, they call and they tell you everything because they already have all the information. There's no need to go to the DJ. You don't you don't get the excitement that radio no. used to. Because I remember music well, radio, music radio. I remember listening. I think on. Fridays, it was things from England with Scott Muni. Scott Muni, right? Okay? And like you would listen to things that like would eventually start like Flock of Seagulls, Erasure. You know, you would hear like you know this this music that wasn't always on regular uh, FM radio. Yeah, and it certainly radio. wasn't on right. AM radio. And and then like you know you would also have like new album. I think it was like on Tuesdays or something. And they would they would release something like a Genesis or they would release a new Van Halen or, or Sabbath. Because we were the only guys that had it, so therefore you had to go to the radio. Now. They're already on YouTube. Everything else is beating you to it. Let me get Mario and Philly on. Mario, what's going on? Not much. How you doing? I'm good, buddy. How about you? What's happening? Um, talking about endings of um, uh, TV shows and sitcoms. Yeah. What's your favorite TV finale? Uh, Newhart. Oh, that's oh my god. Probably the best one. Yeah, that may be the best finale of an episode. Of a series, absolutely. Remember, the screen goes black. And, uh -huh. uh, he gets up, and he's in bed with Susan A. Plushet. What a brilliant idea! It was awesome. Yeah, and you had no idea it was coming. No, no idea, and uh, probably one of the best endings to a, a TV show that I've ever seen. It was, it was perfect. Yeah, I loved that, Mario. Thanks for the call. You know what was good? Did you ever see the Scrubs finale? I didn't. I wasn't a Scrubs fan. You know what? When Scrubs was went off NBC, it was just a boring finale. I don't think they meant that. I don't know what the, the show was going to end or whatever. But they ended up doing it before they went to ABC. There was like one year. I think it was like the they weren't sure it was going to come back, but they decided to do this finale. <laughs> it was like so over the top. It was like a big musical or something? It was, um, no, the musical was the one that, they, that I thought was going to end it. But then they came back, and they did a finale to beat the band. I mean, where it goes from the beginning, and they bring back every patient that they ever lost, yeah, and it shows the future where Zach Braff is looking into the out the window, and he sees how what's going to happen, and he marries the doctor, and uh, oh, my God. Couldn't get into it. You know this show, though. Did you see, do you remember the finale of Mary Tyler Moore? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. I treasure you people. It, 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 was, it was great. And she closes the uh, the lights, and that's the end of the station. That was a great yeah. show, man. Ted makes it. Everybody else goes. Right. And the person who made the decision was uh, Charles Emerson Winchester. Oh, he played true. the head of the network, where they, they change hands, and he comes in, uh, you know, and they decide, okay, Ted stays, everybody goes. <laughs> And how about the odd couple finale? Where they get married? He gets, he, yeah, he gets, he gets back together with uh, And Phyllis. he's got the waistbasket underneath the ring. I'm seeing it in the ring. I'm just seeing it in the ring. Those shows, man, they really had staying power. Because, you and you know what? It. We cried over those because we cared about the shows. Exactly. Well, the thing I know, is, what show be worthy of a finale today? Well the, well, the thing is, is like, you know, one, think about the viewership of network television compared then now you had three shows basically to choose from in a yeah. time in a time frame now you have as many as like almost 40 oh yeah you know uh chad what's your favorite tv finale uh my favorite tv finale is the wire 
That's probably my all-time favorite finale. Yeah, when they tie it all up. I don't know if you've ever seen the I've show. I've never seen that. Oh my that's god, that's on my list. Like when it's I, when my all-time fave for sure. That's when you can get easily get lost in. Yeah. Oh my gosh, go down the rabbit hole. It's great. You'll love See, it. That's what I got to do, and that's something fresh because they've never seen any episodes. So it would be good. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm surprised no one called in about The Sopranos. Probably I think I think it's just one. yeah. Well, that's a love hate. One right, you either love the finale of the Sopranos or you, you you absolutely hate it. So I don't know. I think that's a polarizing one. Did you like it? I liked it because I like I, I like when they leave it up to the viewer. You know, it creates that discussion. That's what made it did brilliant. He, did he make yeah. it? Did he not? Like you, you're talking about again. How long ago was this finale? And we're still talking about what happened when go, you know right. Go on, uh, talking Sopranos, mm. uh, the podcast. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, episode yeah. thirty nine is when David Chase tells you exactly what happened. 9.30. Now the latest New Jersey news from NJ 101. 2.83, 101.5, Steve Trevely's. Trevi is coming up at 10. Music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. If you get it right, we have four-pack of tickets. The Disney on Ice presents Find Your Hero at the Cure Insurance Arena on March 16th. Disney on Ice presents Find Your Hero, an adventure filled with tales of heroism from your favorite Disney stories. It's a Disney movie in here every Wednesday night, people. You get tangled with Rapunzel as she dares to explore the world outside her own and be there as Belle boldly tames the fearsome beast, better known as Gemini. Discover that courage, determination, and heart, all part of the hero for you. Tickets on sale now through Ticketmaster.com. Gemini is here. I dress up as Rapunzel one time. <laughs> Justin that, Gonzalez is here. Wait, that wasn't me. No, <laughs> no, don't start that. The people start thinking that that wasn't me, everybody. <laughs> He's like Shaggy. It wasn't me. <laughs> All right, we have, uh, what else we got here? We got Mark Rick and Donna. I'm looking for the Shaggy cut here. And uh, we got, uh, let's see, who else we got? We got Jeffrey Paul. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to stall. I find the freaking it wasn't me, but I can't find the it wasn't me, so never mind. Okay. <laughs> I thought I had it. Uh, in the meantime, I do have Rob Brown in the studio, so... Right. Well, I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines. I read the news today, oh boy. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on? Good question. What the hell's going on out here? So you did a huge thing about how we should have delayed openings for the Super Bowl. Delayed openings for the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? South Brunswick has heard your prayers. Oh, really? Because for 2024, they already have scheduled a delayed opening for the day after the Super Bowl. Get out! It should be a national holiday. They did it now? Yeah, they did it now. They had a, they had a board of education meeting, and the superintendent... Let everybody know that we're going to be having a delayed opening uh, the day after the Super Bowl. And I can tell that there were many parents who were very happy. <laughs> Definitely are they, some are kids. they that? Is there like so nothing going on in South Brunswick? Well, that they're planning the Board for the of Super Education's B O R E D. <laughs> yeah, really, I like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. So now when the Giants and Jets play each other in the Super Bowl, oh yeah, that we should get the credit a national holiday. I was thinking that the Eagles fans were definitely just so upset with themselves. Oh, we're, we're going so big that we're already predicting that we are not having school the next day. It's like when the uh, Cowboys fan got the tattoo saying that the, uh, the yeah. Cowboys are winning that certain Super Bowl. They believe it every year. They believe they're going to the Super Bowl every year. The worst is Cleveland fans. They still They don't believe. even know what a Super Bowl is. They don't know what the playoffs are. <laughs> How about Detroit? <laughs> uh, what else we got? Wait, the team with the biggest drought is still the Jets, though. The Jets just end the season. J-E-T-S. <laughs> okay, so this one's a little bit more serious, but a Jersey City man couldn't find a way to stuff a big TV in his T-shirt so to distract hey, that happens. So to distract the employees, he lit some clothes on fire. What? And walked his way out with the free TV, technically. But just uh, smart yes. guy. That's a smart man right there. It's called magic. <laughs> He's a that's, what, that's a smart guy. You better learn from that man right there. You know, anybody want something like from the store, you you light something else on fire somewhere else and bing, then you got it. That's called bait and switch. I knew there was a distraction. That may be called arson also. Arson. (laughs) Arson, bait, and switch. Gemini Gemini is actually the master of the bait and switch. But he blew up up the TV in the process. (laughs) I just wanted you to know that I do have two colors. TVs. (laughs) TVs. <laughs> if anybody wants 36 inch good fives, anybody. Color th- with the tubes in the He's back. Just don't get uh-huh. All right, what else we got? All right, so a unique combination has started with an eatery and a comedy club has recently opened the Comedy Diner. Oh, yeah, Jim Mandrinos. Yeah. Our old pal Jim Mandrinos is doing that. Yeah. I think that's really cool. We wrote a blog on the website, it's got like 40,000 hits already. Nice. How about that? Eh? <laughs> and how perfect is it that he's Greek? Uh, yeah, right. Comedy. There you go. He's, he's got a picture. But that's the problem, Mark. You never see a Greek guy in a diner. No. No. It, it, it's, a, it's a very unusual thing. He's got a picture of himself shaking hands with Frank Sinatra <laughs> behind the cash register. It's beautiful. I was like going to say, there's a lot of Greek diners. No. Get out of here. <laughs> but not this one with the comedy. But and no the other gentleman comedy. that does all the beautiful cooking there is John. John Bobby. Johnny G. Yep, Johnny G. Yeah. John Gemini? No, not that Johnny G. Johnny G's wife does the great cooking in that family. A Greek and a diner is like a Mexican at a pizzeria. (laughs) 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 All right, what else we got? Okay, so homeschool students are now officially allowed to play high school sports in Hillsborough. Why should they always be allowed to play? Is it Madden Twenty (laughs) Three? Because if you're staying home, why is it okay to stay home? But it's but you know that but it's okay to go and play live. So yeah. it's, why not? It's because uh, they're not getting the education side. Because remember, well, they're they, student they, athletes. Yeah, they are because their parents are basically. The, you, you have to you when, know, you you teach, when you school. when you homeschool somebody. A friend of mine uh, homeschooled 
In fact, as a matter of fact, Alex Gonzalez, his uh, he homeschooled and he ended up uh, becoming quite the college basketball player. Could have t- could have turned pro and he ended up playing in Europe for a while. It was very good. He was the best but, one in the house for sure. You know, yeah. what, Steve, you did, okay, that, that convinced me. All right, I, I, I switched my. I'm, I'm telling you, the kid was amazing. I got to find out Keep where the, the hell kid home because you don't want him to get COVID. But get him out on that wrestling mat and roll. No, no, people fun. homeschool because they just hate the schools in New Jersey. Showering with the participants was. Definitely weird on his first day. <laughs> Homeschool kids better never see yeah, My mom doesn't come I'm into the bad. shower when I'm in here. He became a teacher, and I gotta find it here. Hold but on. yeah, Tim Tebow was someone like that. He, he was homeschooled. homeschooled. He was homeschooled, yeah. He's not weird. Who did, yeah, who did he go to prom with? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Tim Tebow. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, did they I don't know grade on a class average? I'm telling you, homeschooling, <laughs> if you want to homeschool the kids, they should be allowed to play. Yeah. Only if they're good. I told you. Well, yeah, and you know what? Well, that's what it comes down to. But you said it right because if you're if you're good and a coach finds you, they don't care what the hell you did. Just get your ass on that court and play. That's right. Yeah, you can, you go to school. We don't give you go to school. We at Alabama. We don't care if you go to school or not. We'll we'll send people to school for you. You're going to play. What else we got? Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Before we get that, we got to have this. You can listen on... 101.5, Steve Trevelace. I got the Floridories here, the pros from Dover. We got Mark Riccadonna. <laughs> we got Jeffrey Paul. We got Gemini, Justin Gonzalez, Rob yeah. Brown. Hey, Nick, get in here. We got we got Nick from uh, from 1071 The Bronco. 1077. 1077. There any further even the glove compartment. 1077 <laughs> The Bronco is here. Okay. Congratulations, dude! I Thank just you. saw you on the news. You got an award. Yeah. Well, um, the station did for best college radio station yeah. in the nation under 10,000 students. Um, I wasn't there. Oops. That's what uh, put it under yeah. 10,000 students. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, see, see you stayed home. Otherwise, they would have lost. <laughs> I was in Pittsburgh, actually, for a, a Greek leadership convention. Was yeah. Jim Mendrinos? <laughs> he was, <laughs> yeah, he was working, working at the diner. He was working at the diner, <laughs> <Exactly>. I think. <laughs> it was a side hustle. Yeah, how about that, man? Congratulations. That's fantastic, That's right? That's awesome, man. So uh, I was talking before about John Paul Gonzalez. We're talking about homeschool, right? Now, let me tell you. this. I, I know this guy very well. John Paul Gonzalez, uh, his, his uncle was uh, one yes. of my best friends. He passed away a long time, about 10 years ago. John Paul Gonzalez was a former NCAA first team All-American forward from Montclair, scored nearly 1,400 points in a three-year career, played in the NBA Summer League in 2007, was offered professional basketball contracts, yet turned them down in order to continue his work with at-risk youth. He was homeschooled. Yeah. So what's your hey, let me finish. Let me finish. I got to kill four minutes. Let me finish. And... If you remember, in uh, 2011, the Giants, uh, when they were going on their Super Bowl run, right? He's a friend of the family, this guy. Uh, he's a good guy. He, uh, when, they were, when they were going on their Super Bowl run, they would bring in a different, like, uh, preacher every week, priest to talk to them, or, you know, reverend or whatever to get them psyched up. So what happened was uh, they bring in John Paul Gonzalez to address the Giants before the Super Bowl. Like the the night before the Super Bowl. And he's sitting, he goes, what am I going to talk to athletes? What am I going to talk to these football players about? And he would watch these poker games, these late night poker tournaments. So he goes in and he gives all the players a poker chip. And he builds a whole sermon around the phrase all in. And if you watch the NFL America's game, 
what America's Game is, NFL Films put this thing together for every Super Bowl year. They take three players from the winning team, and they recount the season from start to finish. And when they do the 2011 Giants, Eli Manning tells the story of John Paul Gonzalez, who addressed the team. And Eli still had his poker chip, and he kept it on the nightstand. And now all of the most used phrase in American language. Thanks to a kid who was homeschooled. I was going to make a joke about how the one guy playing NCAA, like I was thinking, man, how many times do you think his mom got dunked on for that situation to happen? Mom, I need a tape. Come on. Four comedians. Get on it. And a producer comes in and makes the joke. Is is he allowed to say that? I don't know. I mean, you know what? It may be the last time we worked together. So the jokes that I make, I can only say. No, 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 no. Off the air. Yeah, please. I heard you. Scaramouche. No. I will have to do the fandango in the office. That will not be good. All right, what else we got, Rob? All right, so you may have seen the very cute baby seal that was rescued this past Monday night. It was spotted attempting to cross a busy New Jersey highway, but mm. it was actually rescued today, and it was sent back into the ocean. That, that's, that's what I it wanted to say. It was rescued and sent into the ocean. Yeah. You'd say he was kissed by a rose. <laughs> I was going to say, he hasn't been the same since uh, him and Heidi Klum split up. Did you, guys ever, did you guys ever work with a seal? Did you, ever, like, did you ever work with a seal? You're done with birds, right? You mean the singer? No, not the singer. <laughs> the the actual. I worked with a seal. I was a, gra- I was a great adventurer. I supervised the diving and dolphin shows. Whoa. And they used to have what they called a sea lion. Bella the sea lion. The dolphins were very friendly. The sea lions, not so much. How, how many jobs you didn't have? Too many. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> that was a job? That was a job. I was oh, my uh, God. I, my job was to uh, the, announce the diving and dolphins. So, like, we would do the, dolph- the diving show, right? right, right. The, the show ran. It was a, um, Diving shows were on the even hours, and dolphin shows were on the odd hours. So what would happen is, like, the show would run 20 minutes. So then at the end of the 20 minutes, you, you change, you put your bathing suit on, you jump in the, in the tank, and you could swim with the dolphins between, like, for about that half hour. Job. That was my job. Right. And then, and then, and then in, bet- in between shows, he would run the tilt-a-twirl. In between, no, not that I didn't run the, didn't run the tilt-a-twirl. <laughs> I was a puppeteer. I would, do the, I would do the puppets in an air-conditioned piano box. It was a good life. <laughs> All right. Uh, so 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, Jeffrey Paul is here. Justin Gonzalez is here. Uh, Mark Riccadonna is here. Gemini is here. We got Nick from 1077, <laughs> the Ryder College Bronco. John Moses is a fantastic man, by the way. Fantastic. Good guy. Yeah. Rob Brown, not so much. <laughs> no, I kid, I kid, I kid. Uh, so, so we had dinner at Gemini's on Sunday. And I thought, I thought the way this was going to work was he was going to have plates with the, the silver thing over the plate, and there'd be like a live chicken underneath it. Okay, now put it back on. You put it back on, you pick it up as a chicken dinner. You know, <laughs> you do like a magician kind of thing. But the food was so friggin' good. I can't believe you really thought that was right? going to happen at the house. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. Because <laughs> next time you come. <laughs> I did make 20 meatballs disappear. And uh, Yeah, really, we made all the food disappear. That's what we do. It wasn't me that did any of the cooking. Your wife. My wife is Philomena. She's an executive chef at the Raventa Valley Country Club from Italy. Makes it all by hand. Rolled 
the spaghetti oh, from so beginning God. to end. God, you yeah. Watched it and it and just does that. And I, I don't know. And you saw the end result, and it was nice to bring. I don't know if you can do this all, all our fans, but sometimes it's nice just to invite a couple of friends mm -hmm. together and just have dinner. But like you know, uh, uh, the husband and the wife. Did you just together. invite the entire listeners to your house? That's, that's, that's that, what it sounds like. We're all going to Gemini's house. That's it. All. And I'm calling John Paul Gonzalez. He's going to come with the poker chips. It's going to be a good night. <laughs> He's all tonight. Take us with you. Fast traffic, instant weather, Jersey news, and Jersey views. It's all here. Weeknights on New Jersey. 101.5. Now the show that asks the musical question, what else do we know about New Jersey? It's Jersey Trivia with your host, voted the most trivial man in New Jersey. I'm sorry, that's Trivial Steve Trevelis. Thank you very much. That is part down. Here we go with the trivia show. Music, movies, television, New Jersey. New Jersey 101.5. All you got to do is get the multiple choice question right, and you are going to get a four-pack of tickets to see Disney on Ice presents Find Your Hero at the Cure Insurance Arena on March 16th. Now, Disney on Ice presents Find Your Hero, an adventure filled with tales of heroism from your favorite Disney stories. You get tangled with Rapunzel as she dares to explore the world outside of her own. Be there as Belle boldly tames the fearsome beast. Discover that courage, determination, and heart are all part of the hero in you. I may cry. Tickets are now available through Ticketmaster.com. Here with the music category, Scaramouche himself, Justin Gonzalez. Hey, hey. Uh, here with the movie category, the movie man himself, star of Unsuited. We call him Kryptonite. Mark Rick and Donna. Oh, he wants Yo. to be cooler. <laughs> here with the with the with the with the do New Jersey, the one and only Gemini. Hello, all the fans out there. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Really, thank you. Here with the movies, the man who got a standing ovation in Ohio, the one and only Jeffrey Paul is yes, here. Yes, I had to go to Ohio to get a standing ovation this weekend. <laughs> they, they started rising in Pennsylvania, but they didn't stand up till they got it was to like Ohio. The wave. That's the wave. <laughs> I think they were standing because they were leaving East Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> and he brings funny back with him in a doggy bag. All right, now before we begin the show, before. Before we begin the game, we always start off with a musical interpretation from uh, the one and only Raymond from Rockaway. Buonasera. Buonasera, Steve. Uh, it's been a long week. A long week. Yeah. You know, on Monday, you, 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 you had a program on James Bond. Yes. Yes, I did. You know, I'm still a member in England. <laughs> oh, you are? Uh, Majesty Secret Service. I have every James Bond biography, everything. Who was your favorite James Bond, Raymond? My favorite, oh, uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Sean Connery. One. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, what are we singing also, tonight? Oh. The son of John Connery made the movie about Ian Fleming. His biography. He did. he did. You're right. Yeah. Oh, he, he, fantastic. He's a good actor. Tell oh, him again. Okay. What, what is your category? 
song? I'm sorry. What is your song? I'm sorry. I'm losing my mind. Start spreading the news. Oh, I'm uh, leaving today. Nice. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York, these valuable shoes are longing to stray. Right through the very heart of it, New York, New York, I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep and find I'm king of the hill, top of the hip, this little town blues are melting away, I'll make a brand new start of it. In old New York, if I can make it there, I'll make it anywhere. It's up to you, New York, New York. Hey, Yay! Yeah. All right, Raymond. That was beautiful. The real winner? All right. All right. Yes. <laughs> what is your category, my friend? Music. Music! Ooh, Justin hey. Gonzalez. Okay, so let's do... Uh, hang on, hang on. Right. amigo? <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. It's good Hablamos español. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. I'm a Puerto Rican from Philadelphia. I barely speak English. Are you getting <laughs> it? barely speaks now? Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Oh, my, my favorite uh, Puerto Rico vacation is right. Beautiful. <laughs> my favorite Puerto Rican vacation was in Philadelphia. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there 10 times already. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, with all this banter, I mean, how are we ever going to get to a question? Oh, no, keep going. Okay. I'm trying to find one. No, uh, so, all right. <laughs> okay, so how about this? Okay, the Four Seasons released an album with their music on one side and another famous band on the other. Name that band. Was it Elvis? Was it Jay and the Americans? Was it the Beatles? Or was it the Sex Pistols? Can you repeat the question, please? Yes, I can. So the Four Seasons released an album with their music on one side. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna say it like Gemini. Okay, so the Four Seasons, it's Frankie Valley and the other guys. <laughs> so they released an album and with their music on one side and another famous band. So not the Four Seasons, the other seasons. Another <laughs> famous seasons. band on the other side. Name. Okay. Name that band. Okay, hear the hear the options, okay? Elvis, Jay and the Americans, the Beatles, the Sex Pistols. Go. Elvis Presley. Oh, no. No, it was one of the other ones. You know, that's the first time I understood him. That was the first time. I don't know. You know, you could send him out on the road. You could stay home and that. You know. I'm wait. I'm waiting for Gemini to hit it because I'm gonna be the the premier impersonator yeah. of Gemini. You ever get a radio podcast? You can take the night off. You can take the week off. <laughs> Let's go to uh, John is in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, one hundred one point five. Hi, John. Hey, Steve. I'm glad to talk to you again. We talked last night about the Tom Jones thing. I know, and here we are talking tonight about something else. How you doing? Uh, I heard. I heard you earlier. 
You know, see, not too many people got to see Tom Jones when they were eight years old. You know? But you see, John, we knew that he was on a Friday, unlike others in the studio who were going for Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. These poor novices, you know, they're going to do You always got a great show here, Steve. I'm sorry, could you, my headphones went out. Could you say that again, John? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's your category, my friend? I got a loud voice anyway. Uh, we're we're going to go with New Jersey. How's that? Oh, New Jersey. At 10.15, he finally gets called up. Uh, okay, get ready. All right. Um, this one is... Uh, this uh, is, by the way, Justin Gonzalez. <laughs> I got a question about the Verrazano Bridge. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that one. On your mark, get set. <laughs> Which is the most popular dog in New Jersey? Most popular, like... Like that, everybody has it. <laughs> is it A, the German Shepherd, B, the Labrador Retriever, C, the Poodle, or D, a Beagle? What, what do you think? Like, do you uh, see a lot of? Okay. I think I, I got to go with Labrador on that one. You are a winner. Oh, we bad, we bad, we bad. Let's go to uh, Skippy's in Staten Island on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Skippy. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing great. You having a good day today? Having a good day, going to work in about an hour. What's the best thing happening to you today, Skippy? The best thing happening to me today? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> a pretty miserable day today, you isn't you? Them. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, they're only going to get harder after this, just so, so many things to choose from, Was Steve. it A, B, C? <laughs> All right. So, Skippy, oh well, yeah. let's make it easier. What's your category? Movies. Movies. Skip. All right. Jeffrey Paul. I don't have movies. I oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Mark has got, got the TV. I'm there sorry. The New Jersey movie, Not Fade Away, was directed by David Chase. What critically acclaimed TV show did he create? A, The Sopranos. Oh, boy. B, Lost. Yeah. C, Breaking Bad. D, The Wire. I'm going to go with The Sopranos. Okay. He may not have known what he did today, but he knows his movies. He knows the Sopranos. <laughs> he knows the Sopranos. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. We've got two open slots for trivia. All you got to do is get these multiple-choice questions right, asked by Justin Gonzalez with the music. Yes, sir. Mark Riccadonna with the movies. That's right. Gemini with the, uh, with, the, with the New Jersey, and Jeffrey Paul with the television. I've got New Jersey 101.5. You get it right. A four-pack of tickets to see Disney on Ice presents Find Your Hero. If you lost your hero, and you know, sometimes you get hungry, you lose your hero. It's frustrating. Uh, the the Cure Arena, if you lost your hoagie. <laughs> yes. Uh, depending on what part of the state you are. I have tickets on sale now through Ticketmaster.com. You get tangled with Rapunzel as she dares to explore the world outside of her own. You be there as Belle boldly tames the fearsome beast. Discover the courage, determination, and heart. They're all part of the hero in you. And then here's fast traffic. 283, 101.5, a little trevia action. Hot steaming cup of trevia. Winning you a four pack of tickets to see Disney on Ice presents Find Your Hero at the uh, Cure Insurance Arena on March 16th. 
Uh, tickets on sale through Ticketmaster.com. Justin Gonzalez, the music man. Mark Riccadonna, Mr. Movie. Right. Jim Nye and uh, the Jersey Scene. And uh, Television with uh, Jeffrey Paul, yes, the hero of Ohio. <laughs> Four dead in Ohio. One got a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's in Jersey. And he's in Jersey. He went back to Ohio. A, a crackpot in Massillon. Massillon. Yeah. Massillon, not Massillon. Massillon, the number one high school football place that, in the entire country. That's oh, really? Exactly right. Yeah. Friday Night Lights? North. Maslin and North Canton McKinley is the oldest rivalry in football. And where, and where do they play their annual game? Fawcett Stadium. That's right. What are we doing? Track my own game here. Would you mind? Football <laughs> Hall of Fame. Look at this. Look at this. I mean, they, they, we're having a bar conversation <laughs> over Jeffrey, here. Uh, enough of this. I grew up. Let's go, let's go to Rob in Neptune on New Jersey 101.5. Robbo. Hey, what's going on, Steve? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Uh... First time caller, long time listener. I'm doing good. Well, welcome, man. I really appreciate you being here. What's the best thing that happened to you today? I woke up. There you go. Automatically, it's a good start. I got my kids to school, and it's just been a good day. Uh, I'm glad it's going to be even better now. How many kids you got, Rob? I got two. You got to take them. Boy. You got to take them to see Disney on Ice Prison. How old are they, first of all? Uh, ten and seven. Perfect. You got to take him to see Disney on Ice. Find your hero at the Cure Insurance Arena on March sixteenth. Are they into Disney? Oh, very much so. Guys, we got to do this for Rob. Do it for what's, Rob. What's your category, Rob? Let's go with movies. Movies oh, there we go. for Rob. Rob, I feel like you got this one. In the New Jersey-based movie, The Toxic Avenger. Which fictional town does the janitor Mark live in? Is it A, Dillonsville, B, Pondview, C, Anglertown, or D, Tromaville? Did you say Tromaville? That's yes. I thought you said Tromaville. Rob, what is it? I'm going to go with D. Tromaville? Oh, my God. It's a Christmas miracle. All right. Four people have seen that movie. Thank God Rob oh, was I one of them. That really? That's a great movie. You saw the movie? Yeah. You saw Zach Amico has seen that movie. He's been in a bunch of those trauma movies. He's dropping names. So now, now we have we know who the three are. Where's the fourth? Call <laughs> in. They were in, his, they were in his audience in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Eddie's in Ewing. Eddie. What's going on, Eddie? Happy third first two thousand twenty. Three Enid to you, Mr. Steve Treble Oh, and the same to you, Eddie. How are you? I'm doing good. Oh, cool, man. What's your category, my friend? Story is WKXW Trenton, New Jersey, 101.5. All right. Yeah. And what is your category, Eddie? New Jersey 101.5. Oh, this could right. be like dueling. He, he was just giving it to you long, long one, form. Oh, one, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I want you to tell me, okay? Uh, da, 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 da. Hold on, hold on. We got a new one here. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I want you to tell me who helped raised two point six million dollars at the twenty twenty three polar bear plunge. What was that DJ Mr. Big Joe Henry? That was DJ Mr. Big Joe Henry. <laughs> we found go. the super fan. All right. There we go. There we go. There we go. 
That's it. I'm telling you, man. You know, you got to get up pretty early in the morning to fool Eddie and Ewing. Emil is in Matawan in New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Emil. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Beautiful. How's your day? Everything went good. I hiked a lot of trucks around the state. All right. You act a lot of trucks around the state. This is good. All right, Emil. What is your category? Music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. New Jersey, Steve. All right. New Jersey, Jeremy Dine. Okay. When you said you hacked a lot of trucks, what does that mean? Like no, I hiked. He hiked. I hiked, hiked them. Yeah, I transported from one place to another. Okay. He's a trucking right. man. Okay. All right. Do you know? Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> don't look in the trucks. Guy. <laughs> all I'm saying. All right, you ready? This one is um, which New Jersey county has the most fatal accidents? Oh my God, this is right up your alley of doing all the trucking thing. With, okay, which one has the most fatal in 22 last year? Okay, is it Ocean County? A B Huntington County? C Middlesex County? Or D Essex? County. Which one has the most fatal accidents last year? Uh, could you please repeat that again? What, what was the question? <laughs> what, what did you want? Yes. Do it again. New Jersey yes. County. Which one has the most fatal accidents in New Jersey? The county. Ocean County? You know, Huntington County? Middlesex County? Essex County? I would say Middlesex. You got it, buddy. You know you stuck. Here's a trucker. There we go. Here we go. Let's go to uh, Jiffy's in Manalpin in New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jiffy. Hey, Stevie. What's up, guys? I'm good, buddy. Hey. We got Listen, Skippy. Got we got Jiffy. It's peanut butter night. Really? We got this Jiffy <laughs> and Skippy. There we go. Reese's is calling him next. Yeah. Peter Pan. <laughs> Jelly's on hold. <laughs> 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 All right. What's up? What's, what's your category, Jiffy? No, you know what? I can't win because I won last week. I just got that quick Gemini story for you. Always got the Gemini story. I'll tell you what. We'll let you take a question anyway. What's the Gemini story? All right. Gemini's turning white now. He's getting when flush. I won the tickets, when I won the tickets, I told my wife I won tickets to Gemini. Right. Goes, Who's that? I go to Comedian on a thing with Stevie. So we Google him. Right. And I ended up seeing him in Villa Roma. In February 21. And oh. I got a video because my niece went on the stage. Oh. How could I send you that video? Did he make her disappear? You could you could show it tomorrow oh. when you come to the show. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, you're going to do that? Tomorrow we're at the parks. Actually, we're with Mark and Justin are with me I'm at the parks. I'm going to be alone minding the awesome. store over here. But, uh, that's great. awesome. Good. Thank you. Yeah, Sorry. bring the video. Bring the yeah, video. no, it's in my phone, definitely. It's in your phone? All right, bring your phone. All right, what's your what's your category? Let's go with Gemini. Oh, okay. I hope you win, really, because it's not every day people call up and have footage of me from when I have kids on the stage. <laughs> that aren't police. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> where I'm not running from the police right there. You know? All right, good. Here, Okay, here's one kind of popular. Um, uh, Charles Lindenberg's son. You know, he was taken in New Jersey in 32, 1932. But in, in which town, okay, was Charles Lindbergh's son, you know, in the news and everything? Hopewell, Middlesex, Essex, or Dover? 
Oh, I'm going to go No. Uh... No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! It is 1030. Now the latest New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. Justin Gonzalez. Mark Riccadonna. Gemini. Uh, okay. Jeffrey Paul. And you. And uh, you're playing for a four-pack of tickets. The Disney on Ice presents Find Your Hero at the Cure Insurance Arena. You can find your hero at the Cure Insurance Arena. It's right behind Section B. Uh, it's the roast beef one with the mayonnaise. Uh, Disney on Ice presents Find Your Hero, an adventure filled with four comedians. Nobody laughed at that. Uh, find Your Hero <laughs> with an adventure filled with tales of heroism from your favorite Disney stories. Tickets are on sale now through Ticketmaster.com. All right. Music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Jump on. I got two open slots. David is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, David. Hey, how are you? <laughs> good. How are you, David? I'm doing great, Steve. All right. Did you have a good day today? Oh, yeah. I'm awesome day. All right. What's the best thing happened to you today? Took my daughter to school. <laughs> you, took, you dropped her off and had the house for the rest of the day. I like that. There you go. <laughs> what grade is she in? Uh, she's in fourth. Oh, right. Fourth uh, grade you took her to school. That's nice. Yeah. See, when you're in your fourth grade, the warranty still, you know, the warranty expires at 15. <laughs> at 15, that's when they start knowing more than you. You know, 14, Dad, you coming? 15, Dad, you coming? You know, it's a whole different thing there. <laughs> The punctuation all changes. It does. My kids are 16. I know. Uh, you know, I get to be smarter than them, I figure, in a few years. All right. What's your category, David? Let's go for music. 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 Okay. We're going to do a little Nancy Sinatra. Okay, here we go. What year was Nancy Sinatra awarded her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Was it 2004, 2005, 2006, or 2007? 2005. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, senor. These boots were made for walking. And walking's what they Away from the Hall of Fame. What are they going to do one of these days? They went to Sugar Town. Let's go to, you want to talk about Sugar Sugar? Here he is. Johnny from Manville. What's happening, Johnny? Steve, it's Johnny Farkas from Manville. Oh, Johnny Farkas from Manville. Of the flinging Farkases. Would, would two Farkases be a Fark High? There you go, absolutely. There you go. You told me who was in the studio today. Yes. I remember what my probation parole officer said. Yes. I'm not supposed to associate under no uncertain terms or even communicate with my fellow felons. <laughs> so you know Johnny. Guys, <laughs> oh, so you guys have met. Okay. So don't don't tell nobody. <laughs> uh, hey, Gemini ain't no rat. Okay, good. All right, so nobody knows. Ain't no rat. <laughs> uh, what's what's your category, Johnny? All right. First of all, before we go with TV, yeah. I won't be able to make this event. Um, I do have a couple grandkids, but we're not going to be able to make it. We're going to be away. Mm -hmm. So if you can give it to the gentleman before who seems excited about it and lost, I would appreciate that if you still have this number. In, in yeah, we'll, we'll track him down. Listen, if you're listening and you want to win the tickets, if Johnny wins, now there's a lot of pressure on you because now... Johnny Parkes. 
Well, oh, oh, I got it. I got it. That's why he wants to go through radio anonymously. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he's uh, a criminal. You got a lot of pressure on you now because now someone else is hoping you win. Huh? I, uh, he said I'm a criminal. Jim and I said I'm a criminal. I said no, wrongfully convicted. Oh, wrongfully okay. convicted. Now he's I like, understand. He's like an innocent victim of blind justice. He didn't do nothing. He's guy. like Richard nothing. Kimball, falsely no. accused of the murder of his wife, <laughs> until he saw a one-armed man fleeing I the scene. Oh my and God! Now, that, was a, that was a TV that was series. That was a TV series, right? Yeah, it's also a great movie. Exactly, best movie ever. You got it. Why you watch TV series? Yeah, of course. No, yeah. I've never watched a TV series. Oh, have you never read? Yeah, of course. I, 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 I but that movie it. is insane. Oh, yeah. Great. You know what? It took every aspect of movie and put it into one movie. Yeah. You got comedy, you got the chase scenes, you got you got you got the, the funny lines, you got you got everything in it. Everything you would possibly want in a movie with the Johnny Carson there. No, no, no. <laughs> Alright. Uh well a little T V question for Johnny. Okay, you ready, Johnny? Not a fugitive question. I'm ready as I can be. Okay, so we were talking MASH before, so I'm going to give you a MASH question. Here we go. What nickname did Hawkeye and Trapper give Frank Burns? Was it Hefferhead? Was it Beaver Breath? Was it Ferret Face? Or was it Llama Legs? It was Ferret Face. It was Ferret Face. There, there. Way to go, Johnny. There you go. you got to get up pretty early in the morning to fool Johnny from Manville. I get up 4 a.m. Marie is in Philadelphia, New Jersey 101.5. Oh, Marie, how are you? Good, how are you? All right, you ready to win, Marie? I'm trying, yes. Uh, did you have a good day today, Marie? Yes, I did, thank you. You did? What's the best thing that happened to you today? <laughs> I got off work. You got off work? <laughs> where, where, where do you work, Marie? In Philadelphia. Well, where in? It's, it's a big, big, pretty big town. <laughs> Could you narrow it down to the place where you go to work? In the northeast of Philadelphia. All right, we're getting close. Now, is that is that what the guy in witness protection told you to really? say? No, no. In in the northeast, what building do you go into? And you, what's the sign on the door say? Enter. <laughs> Let Marie answer, please. <laughs> yes. It's school, so I don't want to get too specific. It's a what? It's school building. You think these kids are up listening to this right now? <laughs> yeah, I do. Probably. <laughs> they're, they're, on, they're big they're Gemini fans. With, with, with the flashlight under the sheets of the show. Okay. All right. What, what's your category? What, what grade, hey, what grade do you teach funny. if, in fact, you taught in a school, Marie? Middle school. Oh, middle school. Yeah, I see 12 year olds. We are number one in Philadelphia, 12 year olds. Okay. The, the ratings came out last week. What, what is your category, Marie? Uh, movies, please. Movies. Oh, I got one. What famous musician made a cameo as himself in the end of the movie, The Wedding Singer? Is it A, Lenny Kravitz, B, Billy Idol, C, Paul McCartney, or D, Billy Joel? It was on an airplane, and he pushed a drink cart right into Adam Sandler and said, Oh, I'm sorry. Billy Idol. Hey! You do a very good right. Billy Idol. All right, on it. 283-101.5. Trevia, the final round. Come on. New Jersey, 101.5. It's a hot one. 
It is trivia, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis with New Jersey 101.5. Justin Gonzalez with the music. Jeffrey Paul with the television. Mark Rigadano with the movies. We call him Kryptonite. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, Gemini with the New Jersey. Alright. Hey, guess who I'm getting in here? Who's that? Eddie from Eddie and the Cruisers. No! Michael Paré's coming on next oh, week. I love that guy. I know. Michael Paré. Where's he coming in? Uh, he's not coming in. He's coming on. Ah. Anthony Dennison was on last week. Yeah. Thanks to, uh, thanks to the unsuited man over here. <laughs> That's what's up. Tom Saltzman. Yeah. And uh, we got Dan Laurier, too. And I, I was a geek with Anthony Dennison. I was like a total child. I love Dan <laughs> Tell me about Crime Story. Tell me about Crime Story. Tell me about why is Oh, my God. It was so cool. I'll tell you said about Dan Laurier. When you go to the uh, Football Hall of Fame and they have, oh, yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they, they have like, Vince Lombardi come out and give a talk, it's Dan Laurier. It's Dan Laurier. He yeah. won a Tony for being, Dan, uh, for being Vince Lombardi. I saw it. He was amazing. Yeah, he did it at Circle in the Square yeah. on Broadway. I went to that. All right, let's go to Steve in Staten Island. We call him Staten Island Steve on New Jersey 101.5. Hello, Staten Island Steve. Hello, how are you? That'd be sis, right? Hey, what part of Staten Island? Good. That's Trenton Trevelisse speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see Will Trent? No. It's a good show. It's a new oh, it's great on ABC. show. Yeah, it's on ABC. Yeah, yeah, I'm addicted to your honor. <laughs> All right, uh, Steve, what's your category? Uh, I gotta go movies. He's gotta go movies. He's got no choice. He's a guy from my hometown. Here we go. Really? What part of Staten Island are you from, Steve? Uh, I am, uh, somewhere on the South Shore. Uh, I think they call it Green Ridge. <laughs> they do call it Green Ridge. I'm from the South Shore, too. This is, uh, Vague Night here yeah, on the one Everybody's in the witness protection program that calls in. Nobody so, wants to admit so where they live. They, they could call it Staten Island, maybe not. They, they think we're going to go to the <laughs> house and Queen bring Stewie them the prize. All right, what's your category of movies? Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I just got a, I just want to let you guys know, I just got a gig as uh, Skippy's agent. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know Steve. Let me tell you, Steve, just, this Steve here just, will give you a run for your money. The, uh, right? no, he knows a lot of stuff, this Steve. All right. All right. All right. Steve wants the movies. Here we go. In the New Jersey-based film The Wrestler, what is the main character Mickey Rourke's day job? Is it A, a gas attendant, B, a deli clerk, C, a bank teller, or D, janitor? Ooh, I saw that movie. I'm trying to remember now. It's uh, a really great scene where an old woman drives him insane. Ooh. Uh, deli clerk. Todd Barry. There you go. All right. I rode the train with that old lady home uh, one time. We were on the New Jersey Transit. She lives in Philadelphia. The actual woman? The yeah, actress? she sat down next to me. I go, you're the lady from The Wrestler. How did you know? That. You're a stranger on a bus, and you know her from the movie. Yeah. And that's probably the greatest moment of her life, because, right, an extra got recognized from a movie. <laughs> she had a great scene, though. Yeah. So, I mean, she made Mickey Rourke so mad, he started punching the, the blade, and then and he the sprayed blood, blood and everything. Oh. You want potato salad? <laughs> Laura is in the United States. Laura, where are you, Laura? 
Hi, I'm in New Jersey. Whereabouts in New Jersey? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> whereabouts in New Jersey, Laura? That place? Um, Manaloking. Oh, Manaloking. Yeah, I wouldn't admit that either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Laura? I'm good. I called to talk to Gemini. I love Gemini. Yeah. Oh, Laura loves Gemini. Thank you. The greatest thing since Joni loves Chachi. <laughs> your voice is very... Come down closer to me and I can go see you. Oh. Okay. Well, that's oh, beautiful. I just uh, bring a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and um, pills. A lot of pills. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely keep... Okay. So uh, which, which category are you picking? What, what are my choices? Music, movies, television, New Jersey, and New Jersey 101.5. All right, let me, do, let me do, what should we do? New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. Okay. Oh, New Jersey. Right. That's the one Gemini's got. Okay, I hope, I so hope that you win, okay? I really do. You sound like a very nice person. It's good to have you as a listener. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really I just saw you posted on Instagram, and I called. I've never called a radio show before. Oh, really? Nice. It's good that you participate, you know? Okay. But, all right, but don't get too crazy. Like, we don't want stalkers and I'm like, all right. <laughs> but what's your blood type? <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. They, they have no respect for good none, fans. None. You know what I mean? Okay, here's one. It's, this has got to be a good one for you. Which city has the tallest building in New Jersey? Which city has the tallest building in New Jersey? Is it in Jersey City? <laughs> Trenton, Fort Lee, or Atlantic City? Okay, Jersey City. Jersey City. Did you say Jersey City? Oh my God. Beautiful. A Christmas miracle. Rob is in West Orange. Hey, Rob. Rob? What's up, Steve? There he is. What's going on, Robbo? From the streets of Union City. There he is. There he is. What's your category, my friend? Music, movies, television, New Jersey? Give me the category. You guys give me the category. No, you got to pick it. Otherwise, we'll feel guilty. All right. What are my categories? What am I doing? Music, movies, television, New Jersey. New Jersey, 101.5. Let's do a movie. All right, movies. Movies. Movie. The movie American Gangster. What is the potent brand of heroin that Frank Lucas moves? Is it A, oh, Blue Magic, B, Sticky Icky, C, Black Tar, or D, Spine Tingler? Blue Magic, come on. That guy knows his hair. He didn't even miss a beat. All right, Justin Gonzalez, you guys now tomorrow night at the Parks Casino is going to be Gemini, Justin, and Mark Riccadonna. And it's called the Laughter Pack. Yeah, it's going to be, it's really kind of awesome that all three of us. You know, together, one show, it's, which is just beautiful. It's at right here at the at the Parks Casino. Please, uh, if you'd like to, you know, call the Parks or, you know, GeminiComedy.com. And, uh, you know, we're on Justin's site and Mark's site. And uh, we'd love to have you. Come we'd and say hello. love to see you. And Jeffrey, this Friday night, Catch a Rising Star. And Saturday night uh, with Mike Morse, uh, we're doing a fundraiser for more Catholic uh, athletics. We need more Catholic athletics. Yes. And me, I'll just be here minding the store. Don't worry about it, guys. Have a good time. That's all right. Little Cinderella be here.
Jersey Radio. This has been the Steve Travelli Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.